0: Welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversation you're about to see between me and another comedian about religion and comedy. These are conversations I'm calling Disorganized Religion. God bless. And for those atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. Hey, nerds. Welcome to another week, another episode of Disorganized Religion. I am your host, as always, Seth Lawrence. This week, we have the special opportunity to be joined by a crew, a full posse from the Therapy of the Absurd podcast, a uh, new podcast that's hitting the radio waves and the YouTube waves. Uh, so I'm going to go through each one of these people in turn. Uh, Stefan Bowman is the one that I have met through Flappers Open Mics, uh, yes, and they're all stand-ups. They're all fantastic, so you're going to love this conversation. It's going to be great. So first we have Stefan Bowman, then we have Stacey Innes, then we have Dana Choa and Dana Keel. So thank you all four for joining me tonight. Woo! I'm glad to be here, Seth. Yes. Welcome,
1: welcome. Hi. Uh,
0: so we'll we'll throw this out, and uh, in general, I guess first, let's talk about your podcast. So your podcast seems to be a top. Like you cover everything. You guys talk <laughs> for the first like hour and a half, just the four of you, and then you have like a two-hour discussion with guests, right? <laughs> So uh, sort sort of, it's a two hour
2: show altogether.
3: <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: It's great. So, so how yeah. did the four of you meet? How did the four of you meet? And how did you come up with this therapy of the absurd podcast?
1: Ooh, interesting. Um, uh, well, so funny story. We have not met. That's the thing. Like we have real all life. right in real life. We've not met, so we've been. We. Stephen contacted me. Um, you know, one night we were on uh, Messenger, and he started talking to me about it. And then we all came together, and then we were all tossing names around, and um, and I something popped in my head, and I'm not a theater kid, although I wish I was, and I remember <laughs> this term that people say, theater of the absurd, and then all of a sudden I just blurted out, therapy of the absurd, and everybody's like, okay, you know, like there <laughs> there have been so many amazing, sure. wonderful titles, but you you know how this goes, like where you know you want something that has a ring and something exciting, so it's just. I think there's there's all this just incredible, these incredible vibrations and energies that we're sharing and looking forward to the day when we can like well, and this is what my grandmother used to say, My grandmother used to always say, Hug my neck, hug my neck. So I look forward to the day that we can hug each other, you know, and
0: Yeah. yeah. As as a youth in my faith, we were also warned about necking. I take it those are different.
1: <laughs> no, <they're> different.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: All right. All right. No one was really ever able to explain to me explicitly what necking was, but <laughs> Yeah. I'm guessing it's not hugging the neck,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, and, and, that's, so, and that's a reference when we were very little. You know how little kids and your grandmother shoots down and you like hug them around the neck, and that's the sure. way you know greater friendship. I
0: mean, yeah, yeah, I, necking, I, I can imagine.
4: Isn't it basically a form of a hug, just not with
0: yeah. Your arms? Yeah, and, a very, a very uh, prolonged embrace. <laughs> yeah, that's I, what it is. Uh
5: Seth? So I met, I met uh, each of them in a different way. So for with Dana I we were doing a lot of comedy shows mm-hmm. and open mics and that's how I was introduced to Dana and we became uh friends on Facebook and Instagram and then Stacy she was in my second comedy class with a awesome uh comedy workshop teacher named Leslie Wolf mm-hmm. and then uh and that's how I met her uh and then we became friends on uh the social media stuff and then Dan I know him because he recorded my uh my band that I was in enthraller in <laughs> uh which was around for about a little over 17 years uh dan Jeez. recorded our our first album slaves and gods uh mixed it mastered it recorded it everything at what was it love juice studios dan
2: yeah love juice labs
5: you love juice labs oh my gosh that's and so great. and so i reconnected with him on my birthday uh which was july mm. 9th and i threw mm. it on zoom and uh me and him got to talking after everybody left for several hours and so, basically, I think as far as the podcast, it would be Dan, Dana, then Stacy, as
0: as far got as the word. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 But but Stefan here is the glue. Brings yeah. all of yeah. you together. Yeah. I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's great. That's great. So, so as far as the name goes, there was no, like, Queen moment where Dana Keel was like, ah, everybody else is. You guys know the story of how Queen got its name? No. So, Freddie Mercury basically chose the name Queen. They were arguing one day in the studio. Freddie Mercury goes home. He calls up the other members individually and says, hey, everybody else is cool with Queen. How do you feel about Queen? And they were like, well, I guess if everyone else is cool with it, I'm cool with it. And so they met the next day, and the other three members were like, you guys were cool with Queen? And they're like, well, you were cool with Queen. (laughs) So they all pieced (laughs) together. Genius.
3: Genius. (laughs)
0: Apparently, Freddie Mercury was the only one really cool with Queen. (laughs)
3: Bamboo, right, right, right. Yeah, right, right? That's
0: yeah right.
4: so wow, he, played him.
2: Some, uh, he played him. He stuff, played right? him. He played him. Well, you know. You know he, what? He, yeah.
4: It was. I think it was pretty natural when we were throwing names around. We were, oh, we were all pretty much. Eh, this might work. Maybe. And then hmm. once Dana brought up the name, we were like, that actually sounds really good to the point where Dan went ahead and went on Google right away to make sure nobody else right, had right. the name.
0: <laughs> like, right, we were right, like, this right. is right.
4: it. This, this is the perfect one. The shoe fits. The shoe fits. Yeah.
0: that's So how would you describe your podcast? What is it that you are uh, after in your podcast? Laughter, Happy
2: chaos.
5: La- laughter. <laughs> laughter. You know, any anything, just you know, make people laugh, inform, informative, make people laugh. I guess that would be the two major ones.
2: Anybody yeah. And, oh, don't forget make people laugh.
5: Like I,
3: <laughs> don't
5: forget I that think,
1: one. I think there's like there's the laugh laughter and and there is I, the idea that and I, that's why I think therapy came up for me. The idea that laughter heals. So the 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 hope is that sure whatever, and, and as, across topics, whether it, you know, whether we're talking about, you know, wonderful, like, like sex toys or whether we're talking about ghosts or whether we're talking <laughs> about like, you know, how people got into comedy, there's something that's going sure. to put everybody at ease. And, and I think that that part for me as well.
4: I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we, we definitely wanted to, I mean, we all have opinions. Each person has their own opinions and um, there are certain topics that aren't really on Huffington post or <laughs> the New York post, nothing <laughs> like that. So we get to come up and go to Florida new local news and see what we get to find there. But mm-hmm. we, we actually meshed pretty quick. Like we, we we can have conversations for hours. It could be technical rate related. It could be related to kids, and I don't have any, but I'll totally be involved. It's just all so natural,
0: right? You don't have yeah, any we, that you know of, right?
2: Yeah. We we um, just when we talk about kids, usually we're like, no, no, Stacey, you don't know, you don't know. Only we know. Sorry, Stacey. Right, right.
0: There's there's no one quite as infuriating as a parent.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, that's because of the up. perfect
4: birth control, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, Actually, kids, kids are the perfect birth control.
5: Yeah. My brother yeah. had seven, and that made me not even want one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but oh you have gosh. one.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I have. Five, I have one, and he started college this week, so I'm very excited yeah. about it. Oh man! Congratulations.
2: Yes, and I have two daughters.
1: Yeah. And oh, that's in awesome.
2: A few years. They're gonna make me want to find a bar.
0: <laughs>
4: Seth, do you
2: have
0: i do i have three i have three kids
1: ah what do you what do you have
0: uh so one of my opening jokes is i my oldest is a girl for now i don't know <laughs> how that's gonna work out uh so we have a girl we have a girl boy girl is the way we've gone so far
1: okay
0: yeah okay. Yeah.
1: Congrats. Right, congrats.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Very fun. Very fun. So, uh, yeah, I think after having our first kid, um, my wife and I, Stacy, we were sort of like, we should have waited. We should have waited a little bit longer.
3: <laughs>
0: and, uh, but you know, they come and they come, right? Right. Because, uh, right, right. You
3: don't have- I oh. mean,
0: technically
4: you came. So, <laughs>
0: I'm the
3: only one, one know, that had to.
2: Really. You know, <laughs> Seth, I, I hope you don't mind this joke, but when you do go to services, do people wonder yeah. when you're going to have two more?
0: Right, right, right. I mean, <laughs> wives, wives, or children?
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I could be ambiguous with that, can't I? Right, exactly. Hello, I, I
0: I tried to catch it. I tried to catch it. Uh, there, there is, I think, a bit more kind of in your business aspect of my faith. You know, because you go to the same congregation, depending on where you live. So you, you also live amongst people that are in your congregation it's not like you shop around churches it's geographically designed right mm-hmm. so so you're living around people that are also in your in your congregation at church so you're going to school you know you're all your kids are associating so you kind of get into each other's business and there's this aspect of uh you know we're supposed to bring down god's children right to this earth whether they, whether they want to or not um
3: <laughs>
0: and so yeah i think you know there's a bit more of like uh when are you how many more are you having or how many do you want in total or as soon as you get married it's like well when are you going to have kids you know it's there's a lot of obsession with misery really and
5: <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote a joke about that actually and i told dan i don't think dana or stacy's heard it but it, it was something along the lines i'm tired of people asking me when I'm going to have another one, and then the response is, what, why, you, you want to buy one?
3: You know? <laughs> <laughs> Make me an offer. Make yeah, me yeah, an sure. offer.
4: Okay, how many do you want? <laughs> so, just to clarify, you're a Mormon, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. Okay.
4: So, is, shouldn't the question be, when am, am I going to go wake up people door to door at 7 a.m.?
0: <laughs> that is kind of a question, but it's that is reserved for full-time missionaries.
1: Okay. Um,
0: So of which I was one. And the way missions, the way that service works in in my faith is when you are now they change the the ages. So now when you're 18 as a young man and 19 as a young woman, you can go out, you know, you you essentially you tell the leadership of the church, I want to serve a mission. And then the leadership gives you a call to anywhere in the world and you go. Wow! If you, if you want, you can always decline at that point. But it's, you know, there's a lot of societal pressure to go, right?
2: Yeah, I, uh, I once dated a girl that was full time missionary, but I think it was different.
0: Probably, <laughs> probably. This
2: <laughs> guy, this guy. I hope
0: so. I would hope so. She senior, senior missionary. We also no, she have
2: that would mean that there was some experience, I would think. <laughs> oh,
0: I mean, my. maybe, not necessarily.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Seth, Seth did, you, did you serve as a missionary, a full-time missionary, when you turned 18?
0: Uh, so, when I served, it was 19. Yeah, oh, 19, I did it, okay. I did. I went to uh, Quebec, Canada.
2: Oh, oh wow. wow. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. And you still have the tie.
0: Uh, which tie?
2: Well, I I thought you know, n- never mind. I was kind of saying maybe there's one, but <laughs> what do you, what? I don't
0: know. Wait, what do you like? Oh, neckties? Well,
2: well, yeah, yeah. I mean, in my neighborhood, like if Mormons come by, they're always wearing. It seems to be the same tie every day. That's what it seems <laughs> to be. Or they have oh, a bunch that look the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably the latter, that they have ones that look the same. I, oh. I had a handful of ties on my mission, and there was a tradition in my mission to exchange ties with companions that you liked. So sometimes people think, you know, you go out with your you know companion or partner for two years as a young man. No, you, you switch a lot. Like, so mm-hmm. I had, you know, over the two years, I had like 12 different guys that I served with.
1: Wow.
4: Okay, I'm going to say this. When I had first moved into my very own apartment in L.A. when I was 20, I remember Mm -hmm. hearing the knock at the door and looking through the people, and I'm like, why is the Best Buy Geek Squad here?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. I I honestly didn't know. Here to help you with your electronics. (laughs) You need to connect to the Wi-Fi with God. That's really
1: (laughs) So you have to. So you, so you have to serve two years. Is it two two years mandatory, or men, or is it? You know.
0: Yeah. So it's two years for young men, and it's a year and a half for young women.
1: Oh, okay. Can you yeah. can you like no, redoing my? What? Oh. <laughs> can you do it again? Like, sorry about that. Can you like go two years and say, "Hey, I want to stay out here and go two more years"? Or.
0: No. 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 Oh. You can. I think I think there there's an option to uh, what they call extend your mission for uh, one transfer, which is six weeks. Um, Um, But very there are some that do it for, you know, school reasons or depending on like sometimes like a, a family was moving once. And so they were like, why don't you just extend and then you can come to the new house after we've all moved and. Uh, but it's pretty rare. I mean, after you've been out for two years, you're sort of like, I want to go home yeah. now. I've done what I can do here. You know, I've learned what I think I need to And it's, you know, it's time to get on with my life now. I need to go back.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. But no, there's no indefinite unless, uh, there was a missionary in my mission who was from the Congo and, you know, sent to Canada. So he like whole new world for him. Right. And on his day to go home, he uh, jumped the car. Like his companion was driving him to the, uh, you know, the drop-off zone where we take them. Then to the airport, right? And his his companion bailed. Just jumped out of the car and ran. Ran out.
1: Wow. Is is it like
0: a permanent Canadian citizen?
1: No, I mean, but Canada is the place I hear. And I, like I, um, it's weird that you mentioned the Congo. Um, I totally used to do like just stateside a lot of, um a lot of, um, what do you say, advocacy and activist work, but it was, it was all digital. Like I was reaching out to Congress people because of all of the atrocities and the things that were going on. Yeah. And, um, and so like, when you said it, I was like, I get that because yeah. there it's, yeah. you know, there's constant, constant, constant trouble there. Even now I try to stay connected because I joined this organization where I was made an honorary Congolese person, even though I haven't, I don't know where, I don't know what my DNA says, but they have this <laughs> great organization where you right. can be adopted and then, um, and then I had a. a there was a, a Canadian student in one of my improv classes, and I was and like Canada's a very, very awesome place. And I feel yeah. in contrast to coming from the experience of what's going on in the Congo, I would probably jump the car too. <laughs> I yeah. jump the car yeah, no, no one,
0: no <laughs> one was confused as to why he did it. Right, right.
1: We right. all
0: knew why he did it. Uh, <laughs> it's just. It's a little bit bad PR if if your faith is labeled as this backdoor way to get into a country.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: That they then never leave, you know.
2: Well, uh, I heard that uh, Scientology will get you on a cruise ship for a long time. So Yeah,
0: they will. Yeah. So yeah. and you'll learn how to clean real good. That's what I hear too.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you get yeah. rich off the book you write when you leave.
0: Yeah, so. you know, no biggie. No biggie. <laughs> yeah. The uh, two yeah. faiths that go door to door, and this is the question for Stacy, are you sure they were LDS? They were Mormon? Because Jehovah's Witnesses also go door to door. And they also dress very similarly to the way mm-hmm. you know the Mormon missionaries dress.
4: The way that I then I can't confirm it because it was nine years ago, likely like nine, ten years ago. Um was if it was a Jehovah's Witness, it was usually Older women that approached me.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, that's when
4: fair. it. But it, if it was uh likely a Mormon, it were men, young men in very yeah. nice attire. I, right. I would right. So that's the name tag is could...
0: another tell all too. So. Oh, oh yeah, the iconic. The iconic black name tag.
4: it looked <laughs> professional. That's why I thought it was the the best buy geek squad. That's the only reason. more sure.
0: Yeah, in, in my neighborhood, I though, if...
4: that. Why are they here? <laughs>
0: Oh, you can afford. You can afford us. Don't worry.
2: In my neighborhood, if uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses come by and I don't have time to talk to them, I just open the door with a birthday present, go "Happy birthday," and they run away.
0: Right. Right. Or, or a bag of blood. (laughs) Blood transfusion. (laughs) (laughs) Wait,
4: are you guys? Wait, is are Mormons also against the the blood transfusion thing?
3: No.
0: Okay. We, We welcome it. We welcome it any oh. any medical ne- necessity we take okay <laughs> yeah yeah our actually our church just came out with some new guidelines regarding medical marijuana and i am trying to figure out how to get a very low mild cancer just
2: see. <laughs> hey, no, man. just say but that but they every did day... they did allow yeah.
0: medical marijuana use what's that dan
2: just say every day you watch Fikes News, and that's enough cancer for the day. So,
0: oh, we're <laughs> we gonna go there. We're we gonna get political now. Is that where we gonna want to see No, no, steer? I'm just a
2: brand loyal kind of guy, and I don't I'm watch that say brand. this.
0: Robinson 2020, everybody. Robinson 2020. Jan Robinson.
2: Who's that again?
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she is the libertarian candidate. Let me see. Uh, I
2: thought it was Jojo. Is that Jojo?
0: JoJo? That's it. JoJo. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now, well, I'm left libertarian, so I'm not too far off. I'm just not so much into the uh, no regulations thing. Other than that, I usually agree.
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends on where
2: we're regulating, I think. but uh...
4: I was always pretty in the middle, and then I saw what Rand Paul did, especially when it came to corona and just defying the positive corona stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't he get in trouble for uh, using the gym facilities even knew he knew he was positive
0: uh i know that he got in tr- i know that he had it but i don't remember in which sequence you know did he have it and then he went to the gym or did he go to the gym and then find out he had it i don't remember yeah. that's i don't remember that i don't know but uh yeah i mean we're all about you know libertarians are all about self uh regulation self governance mm-hmm. something i can get behind i can get behind that
1: yeah oh. yeah in the community of mormons is 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 everybody generally walking the same political walk and having the same political talk or is
0: mm-hmm. i think i think there's a lot of social issues that people of the latter day saint faith share so okay. i think a lot of you know members of my faith um tend to agree in whole picture about, you know, homosexuality or same sex marriage. I think whether or not it's like should be allowed politically is a totally separate question from whether or not we view it as a morally good practice, if that makes sense. So we try to divide at least I personally try to divide political questions from religious questions. Got it. So like I, I lean way more libertarian on the marital issue because I think government shouldn't be telling people who can and cannot be married in the first place. place. Got it. I think oh, yeah. that should be a religious right in and of itself. So, you know, in my mind France does it right. Everybody can get a civil union and then if you want the religious sort of cherry on top, you you go to your church for that.
1: Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. yeah.
0: And I think that makes the most sense, you know, but um, anyway. Well, I know yeah, so, in a,
5: you can go to Justice of the Peace and just get a Justice of the Peace, uh, you know, type wedding or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Exactly.
2: And some people just zip tie their arms together and then they're stuck that way for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I suppose some people do.
3: <laughs> some people do.
0: Uh, so what what is all of your origin stories as far as superhero stand ups go? How did, how did each one of you begin?
5: Whoever wants to go first is
4: fine.
3: Right. Um,
0: um, I, I guess I can go. Um,
4: I Mine is kind of dark, though, but I, I guess most stand-ups are. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I had lost my hearing, and um, I had developed really bad tinnitus after a work injury. Mm. But really severe tinnitus, unfortunately, causes... Mental issues, I didn't even realize that tinnitus is one of the leading causes for suicide. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't sleeping. I, I had really bad anxiety. The noises were basically triggering some type of response, and um, I knew that if I continued to stay home, then it would probably be the end of me. Oh, see, I told you it was going to get dark, but uh, no I mean that's
0: that's. It's fair, right? It, right? It's not that dark. I mean, this is not the darkest thing I've heard. So <laughs> don't try to impress me. I'm not trying to, like, dare you into going, well, you know, just whatever your story is, perfect.
4: Now I'm going to go, go. no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and I I uh, had always, always enjoyed watching stand-up. And it always been, like, some type of curiosity of I've always just wanted to try it. Just try mm-hmm. And um, I took a class at Flappers, Flappers Burbank. And
0: Was that when Ken was there?
4: Yes, Ken was my first. Did you take a class with him?
0: No, No. uh -uh. but when I first auditioned with Flappers, he was one of the, you know, he was the teacher. He was running Flappers University when I auditioned.
4: Yeah, Ken was definitely uh, one of the most interesting, kind instructors that I had. Yeah. But um, I realized that I really loved it. And I, I, I got some sort of high from making people laugh. Mm-hmm. And I just continue to make myself busy. And I haven't stopped. And it's been nearly four years I'm approaching. So, yeah, that, wow. that's my story.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story. So yeah. did it? do you feel like it helped you recover or deal with the tinnitus and the side effects of that? Or how did that factor into the stand-up stuff?
4: It helped a lot with anxiety. I think we, Mm. as people, don't accept or try to address the issues that we have. And I found stand-up to be some type of therapeutic outlet where I could release these frustrations and I could vent out and yell. And apparently people find it hilarious, maybe because I sound like a chipmunk when I'm yelling or something,
3: <laughs> but
4: um, it, it has helped significantly. I, I think quarantine has made it a little bit more difficult, but um, sure. this is where the podcast definitely helped me. And so I, I, I think if, as long as we express our frustrations, it's, it becomes a little more easier to cope with.
0: Mm. Yeah yeah totally agree totally agree uh what about you dan
2: well uh so Stefan knows about this um (laughs) i used to work at a a small time studio for a long time uh didn't really think about doing stand-up but what it was that bands would come in they'd be shaking they'd be nervous so the first thing i'd do is tell some really horrible off-color jokes Beautiful. That I will not repeat here. And I probably will never. I was in my early 20s. You're, you, you know, early 20s guys jokes, you know, sure. things about horrible things happen to the grandma. Horrible sure. things. Horrible things. For sure. me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, hey, you, you know what? In a studio like that, if a girl came in, it was funny. All the doors would open and people would go, Is there a girl here? I heard a girl. I heard a girl. Because I'm mostly working with punk and metal bands, right? So they'd come in, they're nervous. They go. I don't think I'm going to do it. I look at them and I just tell them this really horrible joke. They'd sit there, stare at me for a second, then just start busting up. They get in there. They would be thinking about my joke while they played, and not yeah. how bad they were going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but then they would nail it. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Is like I I took their mind off of their fears. Yeah. And so it's funny later on. Stevens like, you remember what you used to do with the juice? like And I go, well, I thought of doing stand up. And he goes, I think you could do stand up. And I go, yeah, I think I could do stand up. I had a few of these, you know? Sure. <laughs> sure. The love juice, courage juice. Yes, yes. Uh, it's funny yeah. because now I'm down to Michelob Ultra because I'm trying to stay low carb. Oh, so it take, takes about I mean, 20 I know of nothing them.
0: about that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs>
2: But yeah, uh, that's basically it. I tell jokes at the studio, and I was just good at entertaining people that were otherwise really nervous and, or sometimes upset. And it's like you had to get them yeah. off that. So wow. right,
0: right. That's great. That's great. And how long you been doing it now?
2: Since what? When was your birthday? Uh, July. July. Yeah. Since July, <laughs> I've been doing comedy now. Eh. So, of the of this year. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, you're, I just you're, started doing the open mics, and I yeah. haven't done a full show yet, but I'm getting used to knowing the people. And on the sure. podcast, you know, I'm I'm usually interjecting with something that makes people either go ew or, or laugh. <laughs> it, it's one right. or the other. Right. One or the and other. What's the difference, really? What's the difference? He's <laughs> you know, ready I,
4: for a stand-up special already.
2: Yeah. 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 I prefer the you. I prefer the EW for some reason. I just got that weirdness. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's fair. That's fair. I prefer the, oh, and then the laugh. That's what I like. That's
2: oh, I, like. I, I want to say one more thing. One of my favorite laughs comes from my stepdad, who is, uh, is he's in his 70s. He's a, uh, you know, he's a more conservative person. But my favorite <laughs> laugh to get from him is the one where he laughs, blushes, and then looks at me angry because I made him laugh about <laughs> something he doesn't want to show people he thinks is funny. That's That's one of my favorite laughs. Love the guy. Love the guy a lot. Yeah.
0: Ah, that's beautiful. All right, Dana, your turn. Your turn.
1: Um. Wow. Okay. So, I one of the things that I do is I tag myself um, a born again comic. So, and I check right because if you if you know anything about I I would say very much growing up in what is called the black church. There's this, you know, there's a very very uh, serious idea about being born again as a Christian that you this idea that if you're rolling with the Hebrew scriptures where it says that you know we fell from grace and then when Christ came we're all born again and we're new so I Mm -hmm. say that not because I necessarily am a religious or spiritual comic as much as in 1997 when I moved to LA I tried stand-up but I was like here trying and I was like i want to break into Hollywood I want to be a filmmaker and I tried it And I was actually funny, but it was so far from my mind as the thing I should do.
3: Mm, And even when
1: someone said you should do this, I just thought, well, I'm this age already. And everybody else who's doing this started when they were this age and now it's too late. And, And I just ran it and rinsed it straight out of my mind. And so then years later, I jumped in an organization called Toastmasters, and found myself yet again back in the place of wanting to be the funny girl because I grew up in love with Carol Burnett in love with everything that Carol Burnett did every, you know, and then Alice and a lot of sitcom TV of the seventies. So then fast forward to last year, um, uh, a a contract job that i have been working came to an end. I had to hop in a lift car to make sure that my life kept rolling and taking care of my son. And all of a sudden, I had to shake down what is it that at this point in our lives we really want to do? Like, you know, you've had a, you know, without going into all the personal baggage, there's been a lot of stop start here, you know, and what do you want to start and stay with? You know, I mean, and and that includes directing, filmmaking, math teacher, like there's a lot of stuff in there. And when it all came down, I was just like comedy and acting. That's it. And so... And as I got, you know, all these, what I, when you talk about the spiritual aspect of things, I got all these very divine and ordained rides and I knew, and I could feel who I should be having these conversations with and who I should not. And every time the, I could feel it and we would talk about these things, people would give me the advice. "Well, will go here, take classes here, do this thing, UCB, like all these things, things, a lot of things I didn't even really know about. And all of that came up. And then the biggest one was this young woman got in my car in July of last year. And it, within three minutes of just conversation, not even an effort, we were cracking up. And she like leans up in the car like, have you thought about stand up? And I was like, it's all I think about. And she was mm-hmm. like, all right, at the end of the ride, she, she wrote down for me like a bunch of places to go study a teacher she had had because she herself was a stand up. And yeah, yeah. so that was July, the first Monday in October, whatever that date is, because I looked it up the other day. I think it was the seventh. I went to this great place called Dow comedy studio over in K town over on Western. And I said, mm. okay, I'm here and I'm here to stay. And I did my first open mic and kept going every Monday and every, you know, and it just, and it has been a wonderful journey. So we're coming up on a year of being born again and steady, you know, yeah. another thing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and another yeah. thing that we- um, is in the in again this this black church thing because I grew up in church a lot. Another thing you say in the black church is you know the Holy Ghost is married to the backslider, and so I always say that comedy is married to the backslider, and I'm the backslider. Like I backslid all those years, and now I'm back. And, okay, um, and that's oh, it. The
0: the backslider being like the hesitant kind of I'm not so sure person,
1: or, or the person who just was like all out the all out the gate, like sinning and you know whatever all these you know these great great terms we talk about sinning and doing all kinds not even just hesitant but just like in the streets pimping ho you know whatever it is like when we say backlight the, the reference in that space is to someone who is just irreprehensible and or 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 and and worse yet maybe they were somebody who had come into the church and was all churched out and then Went out and became irreprehensible, and then came back. So it's this this idea that you're sliding back prodigal son
0: kind of
1: right, 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 right. So it's totally, totally that. And so I just said, I'm you know I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stand my ground. And it's been a blessing because even in that Toastmasters time, I was doing what are called humorous contests, and I was winning those contests and all Uh of that, but still never had the nerve to just go into a comedy club and just take the mic and you know go to work like that.
0: So. Right. Now the Toastmasters, that's like a public speaking group, right?
1: Right, right, okay. right, right. Got it,
0: got it. So so, what kept you coming back to stand-up? Is it this sort of addiction that Stacey touched on?
1: There's freedom. It's one of the few okay. places that, like, like I have, um, I can, and I certainly can only speak for me, like, I have a twin sister. We were definitely the overachieving kids in school. Like, you know, just, we, you know, kept ourselves books and alman- almanacs and atlases, these books that maybe no one in here has ever heard of, but like we thought, we thought reading like encyclopedias, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we thought reading encyclopedias was like great, and so I don't know, so I think it was just between, a, between packing tons of information and then watching over the years, for me personally, what comedians and what sketch, because I didn't even know what sketch was by name until much later in life, but again, watching a Carol Burnett and a Vicki Lawrence be able to deliver these amazing and funny experiences, watching Soap and watching, you know, Benson and watching this, all this stuff. But I think just this idea that comics could they were almost like not chameleons, but just it's one of the jobs where you can use everything, you know, there is no wasted information. There's no wasted stuff. There is something that you can you can bump or tag or do a callback with with everything. Like like I hosted a mic tonight, and it was just very exciting because I didn't really have a set prepared, but I had watched Frozen for the first time, so mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, and I just had all this fun stuff because growing up, like I always tell people, I've been black all my life, so I was always the kid who would watch American Bandstand. Like I would watch Soul Train because that came on first for us, and then we'd watch sure. American Bandstand but I'd be like, are there any black people? Or when we would watch all of the pageants, like all the Miss Americas, mm. like, are there any black people? Like these, these are this is the way that, you know, I, I'm a one, you know, grew up in the seventies. This is how, this was the lens I through, saw life. So when I saw Frozen, I was like, are there any black people? You know, it's just kind of the same thing. Right. So I was able, right, right, right. So I was just able to do that. So I just feel like comedy is the one place where I can use everything. Nothing is wasted. No, yeah. No one ever says to me, no one ever says to me, you're too smart, like because I've gotten that all my life. Well, you're just so mm. smart. You're just too smart. No one ever says that. They either say, you sound like Trevor Noah. Like, there's, there's just room. And so it's just mm-hmm. a place of freedom. And I feel like everything that I've amassed, I have somewhere to place it now.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that is one beautiful thing about comedy, where any, anything can work, right? right um yeah that's beautiful all right stefan how about you round us out with this question
5: (laughs) i had to write some stuff down because i I, you know i wasn't really quite sure where to start well you know growing up you know i was around like my dad and my dad would always show me like snl and stuff and uh you know one of the things that they had in there amongst all the you know amazing people uh i think for me i stopped kind of watching after chris farley died after sure. he died, I just I kind of just drifted off of that show. I, you know, I much respect everybody that's still on it, um, but I had a thing with uh, Martin Short. I really mm. loved Martin Short, and uh, he had a character when I was young that to this day, like uh, stuck with me. Uh, his character that he did was called Ed Grimley, and mm. he had the uh, yeah the hairdo that kind of went up before there was even a, a, an Ace Ventura, and he had like a a dead goldfish in his little little uh, fish bowl that he would right. talk to. And he had a little triangle where he'd hit the fucking triangle and just go fucking crazy, you know. And then, uh, what was it, Saturday mornings, you had Paul Rubin, Pee Wee Herman. And Mm, I would see Pee Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I'd just go, fucking nuts. (laughs) You know? (laughs) La, (laughs) la, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, then I ended up getting the dolls. You pull the strings on the dolls, and they would do the one-liners, you know, it would come out of the dolls, and those are, you know, (laughs) those, and then... uh, (laughs) In Living Color, and Living Color was really huge. I'm a huge, uh, you know, Keenan R.B. Waynes, I'm gonna get you sucker, one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. Uh, Freaking Damon Waynes. What is it? Homie the Clown. Uh, Yeah, so many things that I love. Uh, Tommy Davidson, hilarious. Just so many really amazing people on that show. Jim Carrey. Yeah. uh, You know, and then Kids in the Hall. I believe that's Canadian, if I'm not mistaken. And that that had a lot of uh, I used to sneak and watch that stuff. And the thing on that show that really like, you know, really gut punched me was when they had the uh, whole Shakespeare thing. They had these Shakespeare things and the guys, I don't know if you'd say mochismo or or macho or whatever, but in order to prove that they were, you know, they were peacock and they were the the best uh, Shakespearean guy. Each one would find a way to show his uh, giant uh, genital prowess, if you will. Mm. (laughs) So they'd be reading Shakespeare one guy would have a banana in his pants and then and every, and all the ladies would be like oh oh oh. and then he'd read shakespeare right and everybody's like wow he's really good and then uh, eventually they get to the final guy and they're like oh no this you know this is this is the great greatest shakespeare guy and his is like a snake it wraps around his leg <laughs> <laughs> and i just remember being a kid like what the what is this <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know
3: what's going on
0: right right you know
5: i just thought it was hilarious and then you know uh stand up specials my yeah. um my dad uh is like my mom was the you know more I wouldn't say super conservative but you know she's one of the proper parents oh so they can't watch that it's not you mm-hmm. know it's not for kids. My dad was not like that. My dad yeah. was full throttle. Oh you want to watch Richard Pryor? Yeah uh, let's, let's, let's watch do it. it it's fine. Do it. Yeah it's fine. And sure. I'd watch and like I, I don't know but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> you're you're laughing dad. I don't know half <laughs> of what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah.
3: and
5: that that led to like Rodney Dangerfield, Sam Kennison Eddie Murphy. He took me to see, I believe I, well, what delirious was the first one. If I'm not mistaken, unless I'm mm-hmm. wrong, yeah. It is. So it he, is. So then he mm-hmm. took me to see raw. But before we went, he showed me on VHS, the uh, delirious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the thing about his, what is his aunt, uh, being a Sasquatch. I think that's what it was. <laughs> and uh, she dips in a long time. Uh, okay. But she dips her head in the water when they're fishing or whatever, comes up out of the water with a fish in her mouth. <laughs> and, uh, I think that was with it with this uncle Gus, uncle Gus, uncle Gus, and what she say, guinea guinea goo, goo or something like that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I,
2: I forgot what that term was. Oh, oh yeah.
5: yeah, and I, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and that that really like it hit me. I was mm. like, holy shit! I don't know. I mean, I didn't comprehend all the you know chemistry of it, but it made me laugh. Just the <laughs> word, like you know, everything up into the word, and we go yeah. and see Raw in the theater. And I just remember getting looks like, "What the hell is this fucking kid doing in here? What, why, why is it? You know, I'm sitting there, and he's laughing. you know, because I don't, I didn't understand everything. I'd try to laugh whenever my dad would laugh. So, right. and he has, he has a really like, Revenge of the Nerds kind of laugh. So when he laughs your heart, it's all ooh, ooh. Sounds like he needs, sounds like he needs oxygen, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. Needs ox, oxygen you know. Ooh. So, you know, but I didn't, I didn't laugh like that though. I just laugh regularly. Um, yeah, you laughed like a cool
0: guy. No, we get it. Right. We get it. <laughs>
5: yeah, you know, so all that. <laughs> and then, yeah, and we forward to now, and uh, you know, I I was lucky because I played music, and so comedy came into my life. It's all. I mean, it's already it's already always been there, but I didn't understand yeah. the. I didn't have as the as you performing it. Yes, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have the blueprints. Uh, you know, to figure out exactly where the starting line was if you will and Mm -hmm. so my my journey is a very interesting one in the sense that i tried to talk to a lot of different guys in comedy uh uh, you know um i did not want to harass any anybody um uh i don't know i i just just felt weird bothering you know too many people but i did bother a lot of guys to see if they you know could point me in the right direction Mm -hmm. and nobody would uh block me nobody would say no nobody would give me the f word i'd get no response Right, I'll take yeah. a I'll take a hateful response. At least I know where you stand, you know. Sure. <laughs> but nobody
3: responded.
5: <laughs> oh, I got ghosted hard. <laughs> right. They're like, he's too thirsty. He's too thirsty. Um, you know, and it would be simple things. Hey, I just was wondering if you had any advice.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: I wasn't like, hey, can I get your number? Could we hang out?
0: I think right. I'm gonna come. Convi- I mean, I'm are these gonna... are these were these big name guys that you were trying to no, hit oh, up? No, oh, no. And if okay. any of
5: them were, I'd have never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. disrespect to them though. You know, right, and right, uh, right. luckily, because I played music for the 17 years, uh, my ex guitarist, his ex wife, uh, brought a lady named Nicole to our shows, and I became good friends with her. And we became friends on Facebook and Instagram. So, you know, forward, they're not together. Uh, the band has, you know, been dismantled for several years after my mom's passing. And she starts posting that she's going to comedy shows. And I was like, wow, where are you going to comedy shows? She said comedy store. She listed a few other places. And I was like, well, who are you going to see? And then she listed, and I'm going to butcher her name. And I hope she, if she sees this, she forgives me. But it's something like Joy Jung Summers or something like that. Oh, Jalene. Jalene Summers. There you go. (laughs) Thank you. I'm I'm so sorry. Um, And she, uh, I hit her up on Instagram. And I was like, you know, where, how did you start? And where, you know and I, I just let her know I met you through my friend, Nicole. So that way it's not just a complete weird situation. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, some people might take it as harassment, you know, uh, you, you never know. And so yeah. she, she thankfully talked to me for a couple of days and explained certain things. And she brought up a, a place called Tau comedy studio. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, uh, the nice, uh, teacher there, uh, uh, Bobby Oliver. And so I've, I've taken three of her workshops Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned a lot, and she's really awesome, and I highly recommend checking out her, you know, her studio and her book, uh, *The Tao's Comedy*. Uh, uh, what is it? Embrace the pause. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my third class, I took a second class as well uh, with uh, where I met Stacy uh, with a instructor named Leslie Wolf, mm-hmm. who's really, really awesome. Um, and not uh, this is on a side note, but she uh, has a movie that just came out called *Guest House*. With mm-hmm. uh, Holly Shore and Billy Zane, so and what is yeah.
0: Stevo? So Stevo, Bobby Lee, yeah, there are a lot of a lot of bigger names now. Oh yeah, yeah.
5: and so really awesome lady, and I think I, th- and that's pretty much you know how I got yeah. in. I just been so. When did you Mike. start?
0: When did you start officially?
5: Uh, officially last year, uh, later in the year before the Corona stuff, and I took her eight week class, and then my first big show. Was at Flappers uh, early early March before the lockdown. Yeah. And uh, as it would have it, that same night after the first class performed, the entire club got shut down because of coronavirus. So her right. second class of the other students of eight weeks didn't get to perform. Wow. Yeah. On the same night. But here's yeah. the here's the here's the uh, here's the the kicker, right? I was supposed. So I was originally scheduled to perform in the later show. Hmm. But thankfully, and i got to thank my, uh, my sister-in-law. Thank you, Amy. She said, I need you to play earlier so I can watch you perform. Oh. They weren't able to make it, but if she didn't suggest that, I would have never gotten to perform at all.
0: Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh. Well, there you go. Serendipity, God, coincidence, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, that's great. So, okay. So, so, Dana talked about kind of growing up in, in a faith. Did anybody else grow up in a faith? Or wants to go all just atheist heathens
2: now.
4: <laughs> I became an atheist because I grew up in the faith. I, oh, uh,
2: is that right? Probably. Yeah. Well, not because of that, but I grew up in faith and became an atheist. <laughs> so not because this... not because I didn't you know because I got bored of pretending Spider Man was jumping from chandelier to chandelier during a sermon. Yeah. Um, but you know there was other reasons.
0: Yeah, 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 Wait, yeah. What? But, Dan yeah. kind of meandered into atheism. It sounds like Stacy made a beeline. <laughs> is it uh, like. Yeah,
2: actually, I, well... you know what? Meander is a good word for for my experience. You're right.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh... so let's go with Stacy first. Yeah. What drove you from God? Being raised religious.
4: Uh, I was raised in the Catholic
0: household, and it's not—
4: Oh, okay, then never mind. We already know.
0: We already know the rest. Same here. I'm just kidding. kidding.
4: kidding. We don't even get an option. I mean, automatically—well, most Hispanics that I know, it's Mm. you're born, and next thing you know, some dude in a white cloak is throwing some water at you, and may the power of Christ compel you. But I mean, do you
0: even know it at that point? You're still an infant, Get out of here. Your first memory cannot be some guy in a white robe.
4: We, I, that, Well, that's the whole thing. We don't get an option as soon yeah, as we're born. It, it's, uh, I remember being forced to go to service every Sunday. But yeah. my my family was usually really lazy about it. They only went hardcore when they knew that I needed to do it for my first communion. Oh, <laughs> and okay. Yeah, and my yeah, like yeah. sweet 15, they're like we have to get you in the good graces of God, so we have to go every Sunday.
0: Sure. Little
4: did they know. I screwed that up.
0: <laughs> oh, so you you left before before the quinceañera?
4: Um I left probably after because I was still pretty young and I was still under their roof, but um mm-hmm. I I think I, 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 As soon as I realized all the bad things that were occurring, uh, the way that they felt towards the LGBT, the way that they felt towards interracial marriages, the way that... Mm. There was a variety of things that led to it, and I realized if I want to practice something that I should believe in, I want to believe in it first. I want to consider it a safe space
0: Mm -hmm.
4: Uh, but I haven't found it yet and that's I'm like "Ah, I'm an atheist
0: yeah no that's fair that's fair I, I mean so I guess the one pushback I'll give you is as far as atheist versus agnostic you know is it like you don't know about God or you believe there is a God out there he he or she or they or whatever just doesn't find you know hasn't communicated with you through a church or is it like no there is no god i am atheist does that make sense
4: yeah i that's probably the biggest debate i've had with myself all this time it's Mm -hmm. if there was a god why does so and so happen why does you know and yeah. I, I still haven't figured it out. Again, I, I never ever bring down anybody in reference to their own religious or, or their beliefs. But sure, it, it's become this whole identity type crisis issue in reference to spirituality where I'm like, is there a God? Maybe yeah. there is. I'm, I'm, I'm still conflicted. But I, I did realize that the Catholic faith wasn't for me. And
0: mm-hmm. I stepped away from it. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you, one pointer, next time those Mormon missionaries knock on your door, <laughs> you might be able to answer all those questions. Do I get to keep
4: my alcohol? Do I get to keep the most important thing in my life right now?
0: You know, it might be the most important thing to you right now, but as you start down the path of righteousness, it will That's be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have righteous
5: alcohol, Okay. This is righteous. Alcohol. Have you yeah, had a clear I mean, gold?
0: The, the, <laughs> the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints do not even use wine for what you would be familiar with as the communion. We use water. Water. No no alcohol consumption at all.
4: Oh God, no. Not yet. Well, I mean,
0: really, we say, oh God, yes. So uh,
2: <laughs>
0: oh, <man. laughs> all right, Dan, what's your meandering story? What's your meandering story?
2: Well, I mean, I know I look like I could be Muslim and or Amish. Um, I would probably just lean toward the latter. Yeah, well, hey, there's white Muslims. (laughs) (laughs) So before I I say anything, first of all, we haven't had this discussion amongst the group. And one of the reasons is the the truth. So I have a certain thing where I want everyone to live in peace, regardless Uh of what their what their faith is. Yeah, on but on the other thing, I am. It's interesting you say agnostic. versus is atheist because agnostic is a adjective. There's either a agnostic or a gnostic atheist. Sure. A gnostic atheist is someone who believes for sure there's no god. I am uh-huh. an agnostic atheist who leaves room for doubt because I don't want to believe anything that hasn't been verified by a reliable and honest epistemology. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, enough yeah. third words, right? Um, yeah, yeah, no, I,
0: I follow yeah, you. I follow you. I get yeah, it. But, but I use agnostic the in the noun form as shorthand because you know you can't necessarily be a religious agnostic. I think it, atheist agnostic sort of redundant. But go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah point it's well taken. the
2: way terms terms change over time. So that's that's what has happened, right? So that's right. fine. Um, right. now mainly I want to live in peace and I, there's a lot of atheists that will tell you they have no cognitive dissonance. Sure. So I know I have a cognitive dissonance cause I want to live in peace. Everybody live in peace. And on the other side, <sighs> I believe that religion is a detriment to society.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So why, why do you believe that?
2: So please, everybody, you know that's religious. You know this is just my point of view, and I also, I also think that you don't choose it. You choose you. What appeals to you is what you go with. Okay. Hmm. But so you
0: look at you look at religious affinity as like sexuality.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> like you're... you
0: either like boys or you don't like boys.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Uh... I feel like that. So, so All here's right. the whole thing. I mean, and yeah, yeah, I also grew up Catholic. Some of them really like boys. So, um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> you
2: know, which is why I was glad I never took that altar boy position. Um, Cause I was sure. a cute kid, sure. you know, before the beard.
3: <laughs> anyway. Right. Uh, I mean. So,
2: so that the, there's two reasons, you know, um, one, I think that the American pandering to uh, everybody's thing might be true. Is why today we deal with fake news and alternative facts we never got together as a society hmm. and and determined one way to figure out what is true
0: and you think that's uh, uh an what a systemic
2: issue of american society i think it's i think it's a not just American but i think it's a long term side effect of uh, uh, just the the way that we have we handled really i mean Recently, it seems like there's a lot of people on a certain side that don't want to have religious tolerance, but I think that our brand of religious tolerance has led to people going, no, 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 it's just free. We can agree to disagree on what reality is, and it's like, <sighs> that causes certain problems over many generations. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why we're dealing with um the a lot of, you know, the evangelical Trump supporters that seem to be disconnected from reality and believe in alternate reality because for many years we didn't have a discipline to figure out things through like I said reliable and honest epistemologies as a society.
0: Oh, that's so interesting because see I would attribute this this idea that you're talking about to more of a leftist mode of thinking, right? We're now redefining gender, we're redefining um you know, identity, race, we're redefining almost everything. And I feel like that's more from the leftist side than a than our conservative side, if that makes sense. It, it,
2: it I think it's uh, it's definitely there's some noise coming through. But I, mean, I, think
1: I was going to say there's some noise coming from somewhere. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Is there some feedback?
1: It's just like static, but I don't know if it's like I'm not I'm talking oh. now, but I don't know. It was just like really, really bad.
0: Yeah. I, mean, so, I think God was just displeased with what Dan but... was saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and...
2: yeah, here it, I don't know where. There it we, goes where, again. Do we know where that's coming from?
0: I don't. I mean, I is it you, coming can, from me? If I, can I mute cannot.
1: If I can mute me. Okay. All right. Okay.
2: Um. So, so uh, it's gone now. Whatever it is, I don't know. Um. So anyway, back? sometimes no, it's like, not back now. I'm sorry, Dana. It's, it's... Nope, nope. It's... I don't know if it's Stacy's. Um, it seems to be coming here and there. Anyways, it, maybe it's mine. Um, anyway, uh, there's the second point, which is I believe that the promise of heaven, uh, it can breed apathy in people so they take more crap from their leaders. And, mm-hmm. and if they, more people believe that this was it, they wouldn't take so much crap from the corporate machine. I, I don't know if uh, God's mad at my All right, are we back? Yeah, now, back? Now you're back. <laughs> okay. I don't but, know what but, happened. But, you know, all respectfully, I want to, you know, live in peace with people. And this yeah. is where I say the cognitive dissonance comes in. On one hand, I want there to be peace. I realize people can't, don't choose what appeals to them. On the other hand, I have these views about religion having some negative aspects.
3: Yeah. So sure.
2: so there's oh. a reason why in, in, you know, I respect uh, that uh, Dana is is a woman of faith. I don't do my religious bits on our show. Mm. I I leave that for Mike's where she may or may she may be. I've told her before, if I get to my religious stuff, you can go get a drink <laughs> or do what you need to do. Because, yeah. Because. You're coming from they, a place of love. That's
5: why. Well, and it's to, also, you
3: know.
2: Yeah, I'm also an agnostic atheist because I leave room for doubt. Yeah, there there has to be room for doubt. If I haven't seen evidence for something yet that compels me, that's all there is to that. Mm-hmm. Right, that's it. So
1: yeah. I'll yeah. Be, I'll leave it. That, and that's funny because no. too, like, I am a woman of faith, but I, the thing is, I've never. Most of you don't know where I go to church, how I go to church, or what I do, or what I truly believe in. Like you have other, other than the fact that I agree in absolute. I I agree in that there is. I believe in God but one of the things before you guys met me like I used to do these spiritual talks on um, on Facebook and I wrote a book and one of the things that I stress at all times I say God by any name, no name and every name because I believe that it's going to be different for everyone but what I believe honestly is that there is a power and a presence no matter what you call it and even if there's a person you know people who say they're atheists, you believe in something because something compels you to do good. Something compels you to be sympathetic. Something compels you to be certain things. And so I think, you know, I, I get caught up in the habitual name of God because I was raised in a church where that's what they were. You know, that's what we were taught. But I, it's interesting. I had a great conversation with a college classmate today. And I was just like, but technically, the, the books that we read are translated from German seven times over. The word God is made up from translations. If you, if I don't know Hebrew, but what I know is that it's a four dimensional language. And if you look at he, uh, the Hebrew Bible or, you know, what we call Old Testament, which can be offensive to someone who does not have a New Testament, then you'll know that A, there was no name for that power until eventually there was enough translations to say we'll call it Yahweh or Jehovah and, and on down. So for me, I just, I believe that there is a a spiritual presence that is fully alive and fully awake in everyone. I believe that your life tells me more about what you believe and what you believe in than anything. And, And even more so how you think about things and, and, So for me, I grew up certainly in organized religion. I grew up in a church that was named Missionary Baptist. There was a point I was in a church that was Southern Baptist. Then I went back to Missionary Baptist Church. Then I started hanging with friends who were Muslim. So I kind of explored that space a little bit, but it was never my thing. And then I got to the space where I am now, where it is a more of a Christian movement. Um, meaning that it is based in a certain belief about Christ. But I think people would be very, very interested to know that I don't necessarily think that when we talk about death and resurrection of of Jesus, the Christ, that we're we're talking, it's a metaphysical conversation and not a literal conversation. We know what we do, what we do know to be fact is that uh, Jesus who attained Christhood was a great teacher who taught in parables. We know that There are some parts of the Hebrew scriptures that do cross with Hebrew history and some parts don't. And that a lot of it, if you're going by that book in particular, which I love that book again, I was raised on that book. But it's like anything. I can read the three little pigs and I can take away great lessons and nothing has to be true. I'm not in the streets looking for pigs to talk. But are there great things that can be taken from that book? Of course. And the same thing for the book that we call the Bible. You know, I'm I'm not necessarily looking for any of that to be true or not. I don't know that there's a a way to know. We don't have there is no generation of people that is alive to say that my great, 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 saw this and can prove that that happened. What I do know and what I trust is that somewhere in the movement that I'm in that we look at the transcendentalists, we look at things scientifically, Ernest Holmes, divine science. If this really works, it can be proven that if I speak my word over a situation and the situation improves, that is proof to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like the, the truth can be proven. And the, one of the things that we always say is, you don't have to take my word for it. You know, try it for yourself. And if it works for you, then roll with it. If it doesn't, then that's you. So for me, I'm a woman of great faith, but faith as a concept, not as a dogmatic idea as specifically spoken in, the churches that I grew up with. And it's all so much bigger than that, if that makes sense. Yeah.
2: I, and you, you know what? Um, you made me think of just a few things I'm going to say really quick because I know I took some time. Um, number one, I have a favorite passage from Jesus, which is a, a prophet is never believed in his own town, which I use that in comedy. Um, if you talk like Bobby Oliver, your friends and your family aren't going to laugh at you the way strangers will. Right, right, right. Okay, um, the other thing is uh, a joke where I say, uh, I tell people I'm spiritual because it sounds better than alcoholic. Oh, Jesus. And uh, the, oh, geez, there was one uh, final thing and now I'm forgetting it. <laughs> hey, I took a drink and there it goes. No, uh, I think, oh, I, think no, I know final why. Thing got, is, uh, I know why you forgot. No, the final thing is um, I do believe in a higher power. And it's the same higher power that Michelle McNamara, who passed away in 2016. She was Patton Oswald's wife. Uh, she had a saying, it's chaos, be kind, because I think the only higher power is chaos. And we only we only have each other to fight against it.
0: Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Uh, so. St- Stefan, where do you
1: where do you fall on the uh, spirituality well, spectrum? Well,
5: first off, Dana, did you have anything else that you wanted to say? I want to no, ask.
1: I was I actually jumped in on Dan's question. I, like I like said, oh, okay. he wasn't. Um, he was asking the question specifically to to Stacy and Dan. I don't know if, if you know, there's there's more for me, but I don't know. I feel bad. I was just jumping in on Dan's question to this this idea that Dana is a woman of great faith and may not laugh at. I was like, we don't know that to be true. We don't know that. To oh be yeah, true. he's,
0: he's just yeah. right. I wanted to come. He's, I wanted to come just... back to you. And then I want to talk about this, like, you know, re- making religious jokes uh, or non-religious jokes, right? <laughs> jokes about religion.
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to touch on that, too. But uh, so, Stefan, where do you fall on the spirituality spectrum?
5: Well, I just wanted to say really quick, you know, it's just more of a, a compassion, compassion, understanding and love thing with Dan and consideration mm-hmm. for everybody else. He, he doesn't mean it out of you know anything negative. That's all I just wanted to say.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But where do you um, find it? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I,
0: mean, man, I feel yes, like yes. this is why I like this, this mm-hmm. podcast for comedy and religion because I feel like as stand ups, we shouldn't be offended by other people's opinions. Oh, no.
5: Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you know, right? Again.
0: Like we should all just be like, okay, be that's what, you, you know, that's your boat, dude. That's fine, you know? Right. Um, oh, no, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So all, all with good love and respect. Oh, yes. Uh, I grew up in a uh, Buddhist
5: household. Mm-hmm. um it was not anything that was uh forced on me thankfully my mom was very uh open uh, her father was a sunday school teacher a japanese man and he was ex uh, air force uh i don't remember if he did drill dr- drill sergeant stuff too but uh he mm-hmm. raised you know three three girls on his own mm-hmm. he caught he caught his wife cheating in his bed and they got divorced and he won the kids I know that's TM, TMI, but that's okay. That's that'll be my my comedy thing. Hey, there's what? Stefan, TMI.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs>
5: when well, they say, say one the
2: kids, yeah, one the kids <laughs> sounds like you got him at a carnival. I mean, that's yeah, just he, a weird yeah. he rolled
5: the dice, you know.
2: <laughs> so he took care yeah. of all three
5: all three girls. Uh, you know, military background. He was in the internment camps. Uh, and you know, <laughs> he was uh, he was a yeah, a Sunday school Christian uh, teacher. So my mom grew up that way. But she ended up meeting a gentleman who introduced her to a Buddhism called uh in Daishonin's Buddhism or oh, yeah. the SGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same uh, faith that uh, Tina Turner practices. Um, but hmm. like I said, my mom, because of what she dealt with, with her father, he was a very strict military religious guy um she was not it's not that she wasn't religious but it wasn't something that really spoke to her because of the experiences that she dealt with in life you know everything speaks to someone differently depending on the experiences they have uh experiences are a very mm-hmm. big thing um and so she told me you know she's like you know you can practice this buddhism if you like if you if you feel that you know it's something you want to do but i'm not going to force you to do it and mm-hmm. i was very fortunate in that sense because my best friend Corey. Who I was jealous of his hair, and I think I might have told this story on the podcast. He had the best fro. I think I told I yeah, Dana. I'm right. jealous I- of that. I'm jealous. Yes.
2: Of that. I-, I wanted,
5: no. I wanted his fro, but he, his stepdad was Filipino, so he was cat the Catholic, and I think the mom was Christian, if I'm not mistaken. Really awesome people, love him to death. I miss him like to death to this day. Um, you know, and. <laughs> You know, I saw a lot of the stuff that was put on him, not criticizing them or their beliefs, but I remember us hanging out and he's like, why? Because I came over early on a Sunday. This is why I bring this up. And mm-hmm. uh, he he's like, I got to go. I can't play. And I, I was a kid. I didn't know what was going on. No judgment on him or anybody, but I didn't know because, you know, that's my, my stuff was different. And he's like, oh, I got to go to church. I was like, oh, OK. And I didn't I didn't you know, I didn't process it very well. And then eventually he told me, he's like, I really hate going. I really don't want to go. And he said that a several times to me, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. But I didn't, you know, because I hadn't dealt with some of the stuff he dealt with. I didn't quite understand kind of where he was coming from, you know, kind of addressing some of the stuff Stacy was even saying, you know, it being forced on her or her growing up with it, not really having an option. So he didn't really have an option. And uh, long story short, I guess the mom heard him one time say that, and he got, he got the shit beat out of him. No. Like, legitimate. legitimately. I'm not kidding. This lady didn't play no games. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the, I loved her to death. She didn't play no games. And so, you know, I went back to my mom and I was like, what, you know, I don't, I don't understand. What, why did that happen? I, I'm, You know, it really, it scared the living shit out of me, man. I'm not playing. Like I said, this lady didn't play games. She heard, she heard or saw him do anything. And my mom was very similar in that sense. You did, like when it came to discipline, if you cursed, you ate soap. If you were really bad, you mm-hmm. stood in the corner for an hour or two. If you moved while you were in the corner, you got the belt on your ankles and your calves. If you fell asleep mm. while standing in the corner, well, yeah, you could go to bed. But the next day, you're coming back to stand in the corner again. You know, mm-hmm. if you didn't eat your food, well, that's breakfast and uh, lunch the next day. My mom was, like, hardcore mm-hmm. like that. Other, other people's moms, I'm sure, were crazier or, you know, uh, whatever Yeah, or, equal, right. or whatever worked for them, right. uh, you know. And so my dad was, I guess you could say my dad was eight. I don't know if he was atheist or agnostic. I don't know because he said a lot of very bizarre comments to me. He's like, you know, uh, Stephen. I don't, I don't mind that you're Buddhist, but you know, just understand. If I'll love you either way. If you want to worship the toilet or, or you know, uh, or or the trash, uh, I, I accept you for who you are. You just, you just do yeah, you, bro. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? That didn't that didn't help
5: me. That confused me. I didn't know what the, you know. Right, right. He, he had some hardcore feelings on it, but his parents also hardcore religious. And you know his dad came from the south, uh, hardcore. I have jokes about him. He's a hardcore racist from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. who was a drill sergeant, Golden Glove boxer champion, and racist as mm. shit. You know, he's the guy that lifted the veil on my uh, on my little baby thing. Oh, what a cute little fish head, right? Or oh, what a cute little ba- mm. yellow bass, whatever you want. You know, oh, he's Oriental. Or why? Why? Why are Why do his eyes look funny? You know, that, that was the type of guy he was. <laughs> yeah. So he he hated my mom amongst all of them. But as karma would have it. Before I get back to the religion stuff, as karma would have it, though, who do you think was there to wipe his ass uh, and help uh, clean him and take care of him while he was in pain and dying from cancer? Hmm. Yeah, One of the other people right here. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, it, I explored a lot of different things. My buddies tried to get me to go to church with them in the Catholic faith, in the Christian faith. I had lots of ladies who I was very attracted to who tried to get me into witchcraft. <laughs>
3: nice. Come over here. Yeah. Yes, Wait. Yes. You too. Yes. Those Yo, Wiccans.
5: Hey, hey man. <laughs> yeah. They were they were hot, bro. <laughs> I
1: was, yeah. I, hey,
5: man. I was 17. Leave me alone. What, what do you want? What do you want? Guys at 17 don't think straight. It, it just does, you know, we're just like, boobs. oh, what do you want to do? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Those, those witches, they knew it.
0: They knew
5: it. You know, and then my brother had a friend who, uh, uh, tried to put the whole Satanist thing in me. And then I listened to his behavior. I watched his actions uh, and how he dealt with people. And I was like, no, nah, I'm okay. That, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that ship sailed fucking far as fuck. You know, he came over to my house one day and he's like, your brother, is your brother home? I'm like, no. He's like, you want to go with me out to the forest? And I was like, go with you out to the forest. Uh, what are we going to do out there? Right. I, Cause I didn't know where this conversation was going. Call me naive yeah, or right. stupid, but I had clue he's like oh well i got some kittens in the back uh in the back trunk oh yeah no this is real not making it i swear on my life and i looked at him and i go you know what have fun bro you have fun yeah i I already got plans (laughs) i'll talk to you later it it does sound
2: like he was actually more of a satan worshiper than a satanist because there's Ah, actually a distinction yeah
3: okay
5: Oh no! That
2: there is because no,
5: no, he's right. no, yeah, you're right. Satanists
2: <laughs> are actually an atheistic group. That if you read their um prefix, their ten prefix of of Satanism, a lot of them are really just stoic values.
3: Mm-hmm. That's all they
2: really are. Is don't give your opinion unless asked. Don't uh, don't ever harm children. That's one oh, of yeah, their rules. Is... Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. but then the the so the Church of Satan, started by Anton LaVey, was this. Atheistic group that, yeah, they did some, you know, they put on dresses too and did stuff. But, but, um, and then there's the Satan worshippers, which are the ones that want to chop up kittens and stuff. They're the ones actually, yeah. and, and by the way, that's just bad marketing. Yeah. What, what should we <laughs> call our atheist group? Oh, Satanists. Do you think people will take that wrong? Nah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fine.
5: Oh, yeah. That'll be he, fine. Left, he, he left a tape at my house. So my ba- old bandmates came over. Hey, did Jeff so and so leave a tape? Uh, yeah. He's like, Hey, pop it on, bro. So we pop it on. And I guess, you know, the kids and us, we just started laughing because we, you know, we thought it was hilarious. You know, we, we were in shock and awe of like, what, what the fuck are we listening to? You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, after that he became, you know, very strange to us, <laughs> you know, but long story short, uh, going through all those different experiences, uh, really, uh, you know, got me to reading about the Buddhism my mom practiced. And that mm-hmm. she was into, and then uh, that you know Tina Turner practices. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the other uh, uh, Orlando Bloom, Herbie uh, Hancock, Herbie Hancock. Herbie. Oh yeah, and so you know that's basically the uh, you know life philosophy and religion that I follow. And one of the things that it teaches is that happiness in this life is extremely important. And uh, because you know no one no one knows if there's another one. I mean, we can we can believe there is, but no one knows. And the other thing is just to respect all religions and faiths and, and people, right? And understand that mm-hmm. everybody everybody possesses greatness, not just one individual or an individual group. Everybody possesses greatness. And you have to see their yeah. greatness because if you don't see their greatness, how do you see your own greatness, right? Yeah. And how does that, how does that uh, make people treat other people if they don't see that others have greatness like they do? It, uh,
3: well, I'd mm-hmm. say pretty,
5: pretty bad. <laughs> You're going to treat people pretty goddamn bad because you don't see that they have the same potential as you do to do great and beautiful things as well as bad things. Everybody possesses sure. that ability, right? Any sure. given moment. So it, and it really teaches the importance of thoughts, words, and actions and how mm-hmm. important those are, right? I think it was mm-hmm. Martin Luther King said something about uh, don't judge somebody by their wor- I'm going to butcher this, man. I feel horrible. But something about judging them by their character. Mm-hmm. Right? Something about their character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not well, by he their talked their about maybe
0: yeah. Dana. By their
5: character. yeah.
0: <laughs> right. So you yeah, know he I talked about his daughters in particular, right? Right. Yeah.
5: And so, you know, that's very uh adamant in in the Buddhist practice that I practice. You know?
0: So, mm-hmm.
5: I don't know if there's any gotcha. I don't know if you want any more. That's about <laughs> I don't want to take too long, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. That was good. That was, that's fantastic. Uh, so Dana, Dana, where do you, where do you fall? You know, you talked about also being raised religious and now, mm-hmm. you know, in, in kind of tagging on to Dan's part or,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, he did reference you. So in all fairness, you had some time <laughs> to rebut. Uh, right. But, yeah. you know, you're now talking about sort of transcendentalism, this, this idea right. that we can prove using scientific methods uh, to an extent.
1: To Yeah. Prove, prove, the, the truth can be proven in that, you know, um, well, one, uh, like I said, I grew up uh, ca- uh, Christian, um, kind of like I, said, I, I the black church is just this kind of, you know, people use that term often, but uh, it's all, I don't want to say mythological, but it's just kind of that obviously as a, as a community of people, there are some things that are emblematic of how uh, we worship under certain banners. Um, and and right. so- Right, mean, but I, I mean,
0: I, yeah. it's sort of an umbrella term, right? For like Christianity, yeah. right? I mean, Christianity is another umbrella term Right, so, right, right. That's true. So, so did you grow up like Southern Baptist? Was it, you know, born again Christian? Was it Pentecostal? Do you um, remember? Yeah,
1: I remember very well. Like, and it's funny you ask, you even, that's, that's so funny you mentioned Pentecostal. So both my parents were Baptist, but my dad was raised by my, my grandmother, his mother, and she was what's called Church of God in Christ, which falls under yeah. Pentecostal Assemblies of the World. So... Right summers, okay. were, and I'm one of those kids who we spent summers with the grandparents and we were with our parents year round. So in the summer, I mm. um, my grandmother was card carrying. She, you know, never always wore dresses, never, mm. you know, certain, these very, these very kind of strict ritual ideas, but very blessed. She never made my sister and I do that. But in the community, the very, very small community, which she lived in South Alabama, everybody in that town was either Baptist or Church of God in Christ. And my my grandmother, mm-hmm. when we talked about missionary, she was the missionary for that town. She was converting everyone. So anybody that wasn't already going to the Baptist church was being converted to her church, the Pentecostal church. To the so
0: Pentecostal. So yeah. I
1: and I grew up thinking like growing up Baptist is kind of to me is like basic fair. You know, you read the Bible and
3: yeah.
1: as a kid it didn't all add up to me. And I think all of us as children have the same questions like, okay, well if Adam and Eve were the only people and then they had two sons, Cain and Abel, where did all these other people come from? So there was just all this missed stuff. But that was enough to, even though now you look at, I realize that those were kind of small details, but it was enough to open the door to make me question like how much else of this is, how much else do we not know? How much other detail is not. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward to my college days of, you know, just, and you, and you go up and it's ritual, like uh, Dan's, uh, like Stefan's friend, you're going to church every Sunday and there's a certain amount of fellowship. So there's youth groups, there's Sunday, there's um vacation Bible school, there's choir, there's all these other great ways to fellowship. So you're certainly reading the Bible and learning all these tenets, but there's all this other great fellowship because at the, because now where I am in life is that's really the only, the biggest reason to go to a A building and meet once a week is because you can then connect with other like-minded people. Because at any time, networking, baby. Yeah. Yes. 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 I mean, ultimately, because at any other time, God is with you always, or by any name, whatever, and and you are in need of whatever the spiritual experience is on a daily basis. So, just fast. I even, you know, I tested out Buddhism for a minute when my son first got here. I was trying to kind of run two tracks. I was still going to a A Pentecostal church that I found here in California, Mm -hmm. and if you know anything about the Pentecostal world, they stay in church all day. Like when I was a kid, that was the thing that we dreaded, that we would be there from Sunday school until almost dinner time, and we'd basically eat, and then we'd have to go back to some other church at night. And in the backwoods of Alabama, we were driving, we'd be at our home church, and then we'd be driving 30 minutes down the road to somebody else's church, and we'd be there until midnight. The only thing I could say is that the music was always so much better. I was like, well, how do they get to have guitars and drums? Like in the Baptist church, all we had was organ and piano. So anyway, fast forward to, okay. you know, just all these amazing experiences and growing up that way, because there's a lot of beauty in it. There's Because of, you know, what is in all people in terms of individual groups, there is expression. So in the back, in, in the black church, when people are, you know, roused in the spirit, it caused any type sort of speaking in tongues and there was dancing, there was movement, there's all this stuff. Um, But then um, at some point, literally in the last, what, 2012, last eight years, I, um, I kind of just wanted to go a different way. Like I had been going to a church here, Pastored by um, a man named Noel Jones, who is—if you guys have ever heard of Grace Jones, Grace Jones actually has a twin brother, and her brother runs a very huge church in San San out in um, Gardena. And I was going to some of the mm-hmm. larger, what they call mega churches here in California, but I just again the same questions from childhood kind of cropped up. It, it, this idea that there was some people who were saved and some people who were not saved and some people were chosen and some people were not like all this kind of divisiveness. So the church that Mm. I now was actually started by the the physical church was started by the the late actress, Della Reese Um, the movement. I'm sure you guys have heard of like the, the unity movement out of Kansas city, Missouri. So this, there was this movement that again, going back to the transcendental piece, transcendentalist piece that came out of i guess late 19th century early 20th century where it was just the idea that at that time people were dying of things that they didn't have to die from there there wasn't the medical advancements we had so there was a lot of healing movements that Mm. took foot again late 19th century early 20th century and basically their question was if christ this man that we read about in this this uh these christian scriptures if he can heal people or heal himself or heal others, then why can't we do the same? Why are, why are we not? And so then people begin to find ways to do that. And so going back to this, like, for me, this provable truth idea, you know, out of that movement spawned quite a bit. There is uh Christian science, which is not necessarily what I rock with. Um, but there's mm-hmm. divine, like, you know, just be, well, I, 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 Christian science gives me headache or pause just because I do believe that even if you're trying to be organic or natural, that if there's a a needed intervention of Western medicine, then let's do it you know every everything yeah everything under creation by any name is good, doctors are good, everybody's good you know the the the, the you know it is your individual decision to say this is what does or does not work for me, but I could not imagine being in a body of religious people seekers or not and saying that this baby is failing to thrive and we're not going to take that baby to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to take additional steps to see to life in this. So um, out of the unity movement came all of these different movements, Christian science, divine science, um, and all that. And basically racism did not escape where all of these folks studied um, at unity um, in Missouri. So a woman named Johnny Coleman, um, who, uh, who came out of that school um, where you, it was, you know, this cure movement, all these things that come to a head, went to Chicago and it's, like anything, they started setting up seed churches, but she decided to, from that movement, what's called unity out of Kansas city, Missouri, decided to start her own denomination, uh, universal foundations for better living. But it's all hmm. in the same idea that God is within us. God is within everything that we are all connected by source that while we appear as discrete units amongst one another we are all one in spirit period and uh, i then kind of travel over to marion williamson and the course in miracles because it's you know that we are living in a three-dimensional world but that everything is happening in a very very quiet and spiritual whether you say fourth dimension or spirit or whatever That that's where, that's the room where it's all happening. And all we're doing is we are expressions, physical manifestations, expressions Mm. of of a one spirit, you know, over time. And if that's, and and, and so believing that whatever book one chooses, um, because I've chanted before, I've done all of it. It's all about returning to the connection of that one power and that one presence for absolute good that is within you. And being able to then make your decisions, decide your life, move forward, raise your children, whatever it is from that space, mm-hmm. from that awareness, that awareness that you may not express perfectly, but that there is a perfection within you. And that the greater you work to widen your awareness of your connection with that spirit, with a capital S, then the, the greater expression you are on the planet until it is time for your physical body to be done with this time and, and move away
0: gotcha gotcha so you guys span uh, span the gamut this is why Dan doesn't want to talk spirituality or religion because you guys are all over the freaking map that's why
2: <laughs> Well, it's, it's also that it's you, you know I grew up in a in one of those normal you shouldn't say normal but normal for where it was uh, white, suburban, Catholic, and Christian community where the two things you don't talk is politics and religion. And mm-hmm. so you end up with some, and and uh, sorry if there's any, ever been any of this, Dana, that you end up some interesting assumptions about what people believe before you actually find out. And so you you start walking a little carefully around it because really what you want is not for people to dislike you because you have a different view than them. And so you so that's why I guess we've never really brought it up very much at all in our show or between us. It's or at least from my perspective, mm-hmm. like for, for me, I haven't brought it up because I do have uh, religious mocking, you know, jokes, but that's for the audience that likes them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And and that's <laughs> it, you sure. know, you know, sure, and it's yeah. not for me to jump in someone's face. The you know the 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 uh, be that standard angry atheist cornering someone at the party, going, "What do you believe? What do you believe? Oh, are you serious <laughs> about this? You serious, man? Right? Oh gosh, are that's sure? <laughs> yeah, Right? Yeah. So yeah,
0: I mean, I guess I feel like too though. Stand up should challenge. There, there's same. an aspect I don't know, and everybody everybody has different right? Some people are like, hey. I just want to make people laugh. I'm not trying to like change people's minds, or you know. I personally am more like I would like a stand-up show to challenge everybody's assumptions.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and fun. so i I have made a personal commitment to myself to be like, oh, if I have a joke that's maybe a bit racial, okay, arguably even maybe racist, and I just don't know it. I need to do that joke. In front of, you know, the people that I feel like I might be targeting or I might be offending. And if they laugh, then I know it's good.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Jim Gaffigan does it very well. He um, he he is one of the people that uh, he can book, you know, Utah for a month. He yeah. uh, he also does uh, videos of faith with his wife. And yeah. but at the same time, he can go up there and say, my wife's like a Shiite Catholic and everybody laughs.
3: yeah yeah, yeah. you know
2: and he knows how to approach that and say look this is this is what i'm thinking let me say it in a way that's respectful but it reached a wide audience i don't know if all my jokes are like that but i think some of them are just just, some of them might graze that territory although i'm i'm not an aspiring jim gaffigan uh (laughs) (laughs) except for you know sometimes the gut so yeah 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 well that's
0: fair and that's fair um Sweet. So uh, we've we've gone uh, a good hour and a half. I I've had some internet issues, so I've got ninety eight percent. I think of our conversation. There are a couple points where I don't know if you all noticed, but I froze or right. you know who knows what happened. All that being said, I think it's time for us to move to the final segment of the podcast, where mm-hmm. uh, you guys get to pepper me now with questions about what's the deal with Mormons. Are you all ready? Yeah. I, I can only see stefan on my screen and oh, uh his funny. eyes get real big so i don't know what his grandpa was talking about <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> so uh hey how about we start with the obvious one tell us about the underwear
0: sure sure the magic underwear so yes, uh you. these yeah, yeah yeah so so we call them garments Call them garments. They are a religious garb, right? Similar to like a sari, or um, I mean, I guess really sari is more cultural, but in, in, in any event, think Hasidic Jews, but we wear them on the inside, right? Underneath clothing as opposed to outward. So, and, and are any the of sex- belt? What's that?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Dan said the obvious question. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, like, if you could start at the beginning. Uh, like, what? I don't know. <laughs> is, is it a chastity belt? What yeah. is this? Your
4: parody? Range?
0: I mean, they are not sexy underwear. So, in a way, oh, it. it's a chastity belt. Um, I know but it is Robin not, Ranty? like, lock and key. You know, there's no, like, what is it? It's Robin Hood Men in Tights, I think, that has the whole chastity, chastity belt, belt yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> No, I mean you can you can look up pictures of them online. I won't encourage you to do that because they are <laughs> I you know, consider them. We consider them sacred clothing, right? Okay. So, so in our religion, similar to to Catholicism, Stacy, we have kind of catechisms or like sort of rites of passage, and one of those is to go through our temples. So. Uh, We have regular church buildings that we used to go to in the before times every Sunday to meet as a congregation. Um, And then we also have temples, which are sort of more sacred buildings. So you have to be a member of our faith in good standing in order to acquire a temple recommend, which is your sort of ticket into the building. Right. Mm. And there are certain ordinances and uh, religious rites that are performed in the temple that are performed nowhere else. And one of those is what we call the endowment, where we learn about the creation, we learn about kind of our roles as men and women and our relationship to each other and to God. And it culminates in, you know, receiving the uh, garment, right? So, so when you go through the temple for the first time, you enter the building not wearing the garments or the magic underwear. And when you come out of the building after your first time through the temple for yourself, then you are wearing now the the sacred garment, the magic underwear. So it's a symbol of our covenant that we make during the ordinance in the temple to our God and reminds us physically of that spiritual covenant.
5: There was a presidential candidate, actually, who wore the magic shirt and underwear. I forget the name, though.
0: Mitt Romney. Yeah, Mitt, Mitt Romney, Romney was our oh. guy. Yeah. yeah. Who was uh, famously said by Joe Biden to want to re-enslave all black people. So
3: mm-hmm.
0: I, well, I, feel, and... I feel kind of strongly the reason we have Donald Trump now is because people on the left hated Mitt Romney so much back in the day. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I think that uh, Mitt Romney, though, has shown with his actions to Donald Trump that um, he's he's a rather decent fellow. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, I think so.
2: I thought so from the beginning.
0: Look, right. I voted for Obama, and when he went up against my guy, he lost in my mind. You know, in my heart, <laughs> um, I went with Romney. That's just the way I went.
2: Well, well, I think the thing is, is that there was focus on different things at the time, right? Uh, uh, when sure. Mitt Romney's running for president, he's running uh, for the republican platform unfortunately you're gonna pander to certain audiences to get their vote and then now that he wasn't running for president anymore and now he felt that his party had left him he was going to be honest about the things that were bugging him about the guy now that no one got to hear him talk about before yeah sure
0: well i mean you know know, in all fairness it's not like trump was on the republican landscape before 2016 anyway right
1: yeah so i just i and I, i i definitely um I grew respect for Mitt Romney, you know, when he definitely voted uh, for the impeachment, you know, like, I mean, I just, but I think, yeah. I, you know, w- one thing that life teaches you, you know, spiritual or not, is that people evolve and people, you know, uh, people change. And here's the thing, just because I wasn't... Well,
0: they can't. Some people, some people, they can change. <laughs> okay. Not everybody does.
1: Some um, people do. Um, and <laughs> so I where where Mitt Romney was concerned, I think I was just very impressed with it. But I think, you know, to, to Dan's point, like, we've we've grown up in, a, or most of us anyway, have grown up in a nation that seems to be, that was, you know, very Democratic or Republican, that was in anything that was not, that was Green Party or even Libertarian, any of these things in between. For a long time, that's what it was. And I think there's still a lot of allegiance to this idea that we're in this heavily two-partied system. And so I certainly didn't, I didn't explore Mitt Romney anymore, because if you say Republican, that's it for me, because he's not, none of the current Republicans are the Republicans of Abraham Lincoln, you know, and the, you know, the one that we knew to have had something to do with the freeing of slaves. Um, So, you know, I mean, I don't know
0: what you're talking about. Donald Trump has done more for Black people than anybody <laughs> since Abraham Lincoln. So,
1: <laughs> so, and I, grew, so funny, I grew up Democrat, you know. I grew that's up Democrat one, you know, all my life. I grew up
3: Democrat <laughs> my life. So uh, I'm, I'm,
1: at this like point, I'm, you know, again, uh, much respect for uh, to Mitt Romney at this point. But I still have to learn more because I would also, for not knowing, for knowing very little about LDS, when you say certain things, I'm just like, oh, well, I don't know what that is, and it, you know, whatever I've yeah. heard. And and, I, and whatever I have heard, there's all this negative connotation. I can't. And it's funny that I think, I'm like, well, what have you heard? I don't really know. Like I'm just like you just hear, you just hear certain things. This bad, this good, and so sure that's yeah, bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and Mormons, Mormons are not thought of very fondly in the Baptist faith, nor in the Pentecostal faith, as far as I understand it. So, right. I can I can completely understand.
1: Uh, right.
0: it's funny because when, when Dan started with, you know, the obvious question, I thought he was going to go with polygamy and then he went with,
1: right. No. That's, yeah. And that's the only thing that yeah. that is obvious to me that I'm completely aware of the, the polygamy, but not, not anything about garments. And and it's funny you say that stuff, because never in my growing up, have I ever did any pastor or anything in my childhood ever say that Mormons were bad, but I grew up one of the things that I always noted, which was also a turnoff about religion, I don't know if anybody else experienced this, whatever religion one tends to grow up in, people grow in, uh, they propagate it as the only or the best. They propagate it as the only or the best. So while no one ever said down with Mormons, people say down with polygamy, there's always this, in the back of any church I've ever been a part of, uh, they've always, except for my current church, it's just this idea that there's one true faith And nothing could be further further from the fucking truth than, you know, Well, you know, I
0: mean, you know, Mm -hmm. agree, agree to disagree, Mm you know, uh, it's a pretty, but it's a commonly held belief in, I think a lot of Christian faiths that, you know, you have to be of a certain denomination in order to get a certain reward. Right. 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 And in that respect, you know, we, we are no different as, as Mormons, you know, so
1: So you guys believe you're the one true faith as well?
0: I mean, yeah, we know we are. That's the only difference. We don't believe it, we know. (laughs) know West (laughs) side.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: I mean, so so some of the things that we that we do in our temples, you know, one is to do this endowment, which leads to, you know, the the holy garment. The other, though, is baptisms for the dead. And this is where I feel Mm -hmm. like the Latter-day Saint faith has maybe freaked everybody out, but also I think really kind of covered every base, which is we as a faith understand, um, that, and and, you know, this was not everybody is born into Christianity, right? Not everybody is even hears about Jesus Christ. Right. So within my faith, we, we believe that what happens after you're dead is you, uh, your body separates from your spirit. Your spirit goes to a spirit world. If that's the fourth dimension, I'm totally down with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're either in a state of spirit prison or you're in a state of spirit paradise. And the only thing that really separates those two is whether or not you have been baptized oh. into the Mormon faith. And so in our temples, we perform baptisms by proxy for those who have already died.
1: Okay. that's Giving
0: them, you know, Mm -hmm. the idea is we give these spirits the opportunity to accept that ordinance in their place, and they can move then from spirit prison prison to spirit paradise. And those terms, you know, I think it's just a sense of being trapped uh, as opposed to a sense of being free, right? Okay. Uh, so it's not like they're different kind of places and one is really prison and they're making license plates for the <laughs> other people driving around. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We actually got in trouble with the Jewish faith because we were baptizing Holocaust victims. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Jewish faith actually sued our faith to stop us from performing those baptisms, which we did. We complied with. We said, fine. Fair enough. But we also i think that means we won. i mean why else would they care
1: and when you say okay so now never so when you wow so when you say baptizing by proxy but like if a person so i guess let me see so if 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 the folks uh who are jewish are suing like how do they know who you're baptized, like, how did they know y'all were baptizing Jewish people? Like, how did they even know? Well, because we
0: went, we went to their, you know, the, the, the head, uh, the, the, like the head rabbis and said, (laughs) we want names of Holocaust victims. We have some names and we were performing these baptisms, but, you know, we would like, we would like more. Oh. And essentially they said, no, and you should stop. You should actually take the baptisms you've already performed, you know, back, and we're sort of like, well, we can't. We can't really
5: do that. <laughs> how do you unbaptize?
1: Wow, Seth, that's ballsy though. That's very ballsy. Like to yeah. see, like it's very ballsy. I got I, <laughs> in my mind, like in my mind, I'm like, because how do we sure. know? there oh, yeah, you? like yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I learned something. I yeah. love it. this.
2: This was actually a bit that Bill Maher did about the post uh, the the post mortem uh, baptizing of Mitt Romney's father. Was mm-hmm. Bill Maher got up there and undid it with a wizard hat and a magic wand? And said, well, this is going to work too. I mean, no disrespect, but I thought it was a really funny bit. That's before I stopped watching him. Um, Right.
0: And that's fair. That's fair. The (laughs) problem that I have with Bill Maher and to an extent Ricky Gervais is that I feel like their uh, jokes about religion are coming from a place of of true hatred. I don't think they respect religious people. I don't think they admire faith at all. I think they... I think they find it incredibly detrimental. So I think in their head, you know, they're trying to do a good thing by making fun of and kind of belittling religious people. But I don't think it's coming from a place where they respect religious people.
2: Got it. Or or he did it because I might be wrong of, the, of, the gall of the gall of, you know, um, baptizing someone when they're not there to, to consent.
1: That, I think not, that was
2: his biggest deal. problem.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking I about. Mean, yeah,
2: senses, I think yeah. that's probably
0: the misunderstanding because we don't think that we've done it in a way that is above their will. We are giving them the choice, right? So they, if anything, we're correcting the fact that they didn't have the choice in this life. Yeah. But okay, right? I'm still see one before of
3: before or
5: after you ask them.
0: Well, we believe that they are they are faced with the decision in their afterlife, right? Oh. So it's not like we're asking someone on their deathbed, can we baptize you after you right. die? Well, I mean, I mean, if you do None that, than, then, you know, at least you're, you know, they're
1: alive. To but, say, so that, know, yeah, that's, know. I guess I'm trying to, that's all I'm trying to get clear about, Seth. And you yeah, just so yeah. If, if someone's in the afterlife, how do they get consent? How do you, how, how, how do you guys? Uh...
0: I mean, that's up to them, right? That's up to them. They make the choice. I don't know. I don't know if they've accepted it or not. Um, but, you know, they do. Right? That that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. I guess so
1: that's what I'm confused about. But how do you know they did? Like how do you like how do you how do you get how Dana, are you yes?
0: That <laughs> is not my problem.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how else to tell you this. I Yeah in this in, a, in a Yiddish is like, Hey, if you want to be baptized after you die, you don't. It's your own choice, you know. Yeah. Hey, it's up to you. I mean, you can right. take redemption or not. It's it's totally your choice. Right,
0: right. I mean so and and kind of one of my questions to all of you is if you feel a personal connection with a higher power or with a God or however you want to describe it with the universe, with a uh you know, with a um what's the word I am looking for? I can't think of it. Um
5: uh i can answer that really quickly yeah i'm getting cremated i don't believe in any gods but i do believe uh, i respect those that do as long as they don't as long as they don't hurt me the ones i love my friends or people in the world you Mm -hmm. can if it makes you happy but you're not hurting yourself or other people go for it but myself i'm going to be cremated i believe uh
0: in reincarnation and yeah yeah see I, i and i believe in reincarnation too it's just a specific kind of Reincarnation, I, like, it's I coffee actually have questions cream. Cream. about that. Yeah.
1: Wait, yeah. I, I, I'm not, i I'm gonna apologize. Seth, can you? I like, I know uh, Stefan got it, but can you complete the question because I'm I wanted oh, to do No, 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 oh, what was the oh, point? no, no.
0: I mean, I was just trying to think of um, uh, what is like there is an idea, I think, in Buddhism, right, of uh, kind of analogous to heaven, Chapter. but yeah. nirvana. Why couldn't I think? I was thinking grunge or- band, which one? Anyway, Nirvana is not Buddhist, but right the I- is it, isn't it, it Buddhist it, it, and it's Hindu? A,
5: it's a, well, it's in, it's in both. It's in both.
0: Yeah. The, but the term uh, refers
5: to basically a state of enlightenment while you're alive.
0: Ah, not I not not a, not
5: a heaven or hell. Not in, after. In, in, yeah. okay. in, in Buddhism, heaven and hell are on earth, and you're living it at uh, at any given moment. Any sure. given moment. You're, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's it's you know heaven and hell are yeah. inside you and outside I mean, you
0: and you experience right. it in and every of, living part, moment part so. of my analogy to heaven was just this idea of happiness right mm. this idea of joy yeah so for for a lot of christians i think we really only attain pure joy in the afterlife which may or may not be flawed right
1: <laughs> that <laughs> idea
0: <laughs> that idea not the afterlife yeah
1: so is the question so is the question then if we have a relationship with god and we're concerned about what happens when we die what is it that we think is happening like i i i'm still trying you know, to no
0: i was just more concerned or like wondering if you feel a connection with a higher power during this life at all
1: very much like very much because uh-huh. I, I don't because i'm not for us um in the movement that i that i walk through in this unity movement heaven and hell are states of consciousness. They are not places that you migrate to for good sure. behavior or bad behavior. They're states of consciousness um, because I, because I know that I'm one with God now, then I don't have to mm. die to become one with God. And and I certainly don't you know, and there is no, any separation from God would be my own thinking. It's not, that would not be a, a fact that I'm in any way separated. Gosh, yeah. that, that I'm in Gosh, any way separated. So all, all of that, that happens, despite you know, because I, I lost my mom at a very young age, so I certainly grieve over the loss of life, and and still grieve because she's been gone a long time physically. Um, but for me personally, it's it's the it's mastering the understanding that that water exists in ice, steam, or in a cup in water, and that all of them are all still water, like mm-hmm. none of. None of them, but they are different states of the water's existence. So when my physical body is not any longer here and I'm only a product of spirit, then that is another state of being for me. And that yeah. that there is, you know, so I'm he- heaven and hell are, are, are like I said, a state of consciousness. So that's for me I don't believe in an afterlife. And I did, I grew up though, believing in one until I, yeah. until I came yeah. to a different space. Because there was this idea that my mom is in heaven and that I can't wait to be with her, and da 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 da. But from a spiritual place, that I allowed that to then deny me a relationship that I could have had with her
3: hmm. in,
1: the, in the state that she's in, which is a, a spiritual state and not one that's in the body. And so,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, doesn't so I guess in the I'm a little bit confused in like a spirit state versus an afterlife because to me, it's almost analogous, those two.
1: Um, because I guess I just that I, I afterlife makes some reference typically makes some reference to this is the state I'm in after I my body is done, yeah. And I'm saying that I'm a spiritual being now. My expression is in a physical body. When oh, I'm lo- when Actually. I'm no longer expressing as a physical body, I'm still i I'm still spirit. Like so. So really, that- you're
0: just saying uh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I think I got it. So there's okay. there's a spirit life if we want to divide it. So it you will. believe spirit life continues.
1: Right, right. Okay. It, yeah, it definitely continues. I, well, for me, I, you know, as, sure. I, I, I'm going to take ai sure, sure, I know I'm going to say it like you said it, Seth. I know that it continues.
0: That's my thing.
2: <laughs> no, right. Cool. I can't
1: take it's it. Cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Seth, uh, just, yeah. just one thing, a little fun fact. Um, uh, do you know the major modern reason why polygamy is not accepted? Uh,
0: major modern reason? Yeah, uh, It was deemed illegal in the no. uh, 1890s. So.
2: Well, there, there's one of that, but there's a big yes. modern reason why it would be fought back nowadays. And it's called databases that have a one-to-one relationship based on the tradition of one man, one woman, where, they uh-huh. de- where, where there are multiple databases throughout America that would have to be updated at the cost of billions of dollars would polygamy become legal? It's actually one of the arguments that comes up every once in a while it gets brought up is that the cost of legalizing polygamy would hurt the, (laughs) hurt the software world really bad. And everything runs on software.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Some of the polygamous families are quite wealthy. So. Yeah. Um yeah I don't know I mean I I wonder if polygamy legally will return based on the way we have now defined marriage to accommodate homosexual marriage It's a very interesting question to me
2: but but in that case that's not breaking the database cuz they put one person to another person in that database at the current state yeah
0: the database theory and I say fooey no.
2: Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm a I'm a yeah, software yeah. tester, but it's something you learn about that that's it was one of the fun facts that I found out about that it, unfortunately, the way that business in the world has been run for a long time makes that a, a very difficult for the world to adopt.
4: No, no, yeah. No. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why yeah, Stacey, it's totally Stacey, Stacey, not accepted. Uh, honestly, men can barely even handle one woman. Okay, if you get one round out of them, good <laughs> job. Imagine having the fact that you have to share your man after. You're either going to get that first round or he's going to tell you he's too tired and it's not working.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I don't (laughs) know that it would happen all in one night, right? Um, I mean, Joseph Smith has some journals about basically he would split nights like the week. You you know, Monday, Tuesday, be with Emma. Wednesday, (laughs) Thursday, be with wife number two you know you gotta right. travel around as a stud baby <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: you know, a extent, i i dated um and I, I guess you don't call it dating but in the in the islamic community um well, we date uh Muslims are believe in multiple wives and so sure. there was a guy that I, you know i was dealing with and you know he actually proposed and i really did try to wrap my head around it like i was like okay well at the, at that moment i felt like i was at a place where I'm, I'm a woman of a certain age and maybe, you know, and at the time I was convinced that I wanted another child and I, and I still hate that I only have one, but I'm so grateful for the one that I, I got. Um, So I yeah. thought, well, this could, this could, whatever, but it was this idea. Like I couldn't, I began to struggle with wrapping my head around being a second wife. And then things got messy because it turned out that there was already a second wife and, you know, and it mm-hmm. became this kind of, it what I what I was trying to find respect for in the space was that I respect the institution of polygamy. I just discovered in the particular way that in that moment it just wasn't for me. I've I've you know I've yeah. been kind of naturalized the way that I've been naturalized, but it's you know it's extremely legal around the world. Like this is in America, right. we're kind of we're pretty much in the minority on uh, monogamous relationships. This is not necessarily something that everybody else is doing. But I tried, Seth. I tried. But it just, unfortunately, it got messy because the the woman who was who was in fact the second wife, the guy ended, he was lying about their relationship and she, you know, and it became that whole like street That's thing.
0: That's shocking. That's had, shocking like, to me. This,
1: she yeah. Calls, yeah. She's calling me like, you know, like it became that shit that I'm like, well, I can't, you know, if, if this is right. organized, I could probably wrap my head around it if we can make sense of it. But if it's going to in this instance, because I don't, I don't think it speaks to everybody, it's going to be something that is full of deceit, then that's going to be problematic. But by the same yeah. token, I had, it, it then gave me the space to say, like the Joseph Smith, like, am I down for just two or three days? Because that's what it was going to be. It was going to be exactly what you said, you found in those journals, that I would get right. this many days and she would get this many. And then I was like, right. but if you are now trying to divide seven days by three women, like that's, well, then that gives yeah. me enough space to realize that even a yeah. second or third is—it's not for me. I can't speak for right. most, but it just didn't turn out to be for me.
0: Yeah, but. no, I think that's fair. I mean, just for the record, I—I uh, I think polygamy as a fourteen-year-old sounded amazing, you know.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: but now being married, I—I I don't want it, Stacy, because I don't need forty lists of how to improve myself.
3: I'm not <laughs> going to be a yeah. different
0: person for each woman I'm with. I'm—I'm mm-hmm. going to be, you know. You, you would die so. early,
2: bro. You would die early. I, I don't know if we have time for this, Seth. But I do yeah. have one one final yeah. question about Mormonism with what I've learned. And, and I've learned that you, you're not going to answer this from YouTube. And you're not okay. going to talk about it. And I think that's probably BS. But let's talk about Kolob and the personal planet.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so Kolob actually comes from a hymn, one of our, our musical hymns, Kolob referenced also by Joseph Smith, which is supposedly, according to Joseph Smith, where Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother live, okay? Um, In in the idea of of Mormonism, and this is where we ran into real issues actually teaching or running into and talking to Muslims. So Muslims, very, very strict, one God, right? There is one God and only one God. We worship one God, but we believe in multiple gods, okay? We believe actually our divine destiny, everybody here, each person, each one of your divine destinies is to become a god or goddess, okay? And in that respect, right, this is, this is where temples come back into play, right? So we are married in temples in the Mormon faith for time and all eternity. So we're sealed together. And that idea is that, one man, one woman, make it into uh, the highest level of heaven, which is where you become a god and a goddess, making planets, making other spirit babies to then go down to Earths and worlds that you create.
2: Yeah, it, it reminds me, I, I don't remember it. Well, that kind of makes me think of the character that Kurt Russell uh, played in uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. What was sure. his name? Uh, yeah. Uh, Ego. I don't remember. His name was Ego. Yeah. His name was Ego. Yeah. Ego. Marvel character. The, the, he had built a. Pl- he had become a planet. He was a. He was a brain entity in space. Became right. a planet, and I. Right. You know, thanks for answering the question because I. You know, I had wondered for a long time. Is that what it's like? And yes, I mean, in my. <laughs> I hope it's not like Guardians of the Galaxy Two. No, no, because he was—he turned out to be a psychopath, right? No one wants to be a psychopath. But sure. uh, but it's it's interesting because in you know I grew up in Walnut, California. We had a thriving Mormon community. If you brought up that question, it was generally pushed away.
0: Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think there has been uh, a big shift in um, openness within members of the faith. I mean, a big reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because I grew up where, you know, in a, in a congregation that was open about certain things. But the, the prevailing opinion where I grew up was if it involves the temple, you should not talk about it, which is not at all doctrinally true. Right, um, there are certain things that, yeah, if you asked me about certain things, I would one be shocked you even knew, and two would have to basically by covenant refuse to answer.
3: Mm.
0: But other than those very specific questions, uh, no, I'm, let's talk about anything, you know.
2: See, I think this has been a great show because, uh, you know, we got. You, you're letting us you know you're you're answering questions about the Mormon faith that i haven't always been answered in person to me sure. at least and sure. uh sure. we also got oh, to you're know, a scary looking guy uh... oh well yeah, now i am <laughs> you should have seen me when i was dutch boy you know the paint can kid yeah anyway, yeah yeah uh but I, we also got to learn about each other too in ways that we didn't talk about on our show yet we haven't gotten anything like that and it's it's pretty neat that we did this show because uh I don't know. It's 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 very. Yeah, it was uh, yes. a very good thing to talk about. And um, I like the fact that everybody here is has a different opinion on this. And it seems that the main thing is to, to have the peace between all those different opinions, which is right. I am right. ex- I'm, I'm very happy to be part of this right now. So. Yeah,
0: well, thank you. Thank you all so much for, for joining. I hope we got to questions that people wanted to get to. If anybody had any other questions. I
5: think Stacy had, did you want to say some more on the whole uh, polygamy thing? It looked like you had more to say about the multiple wives
0: thing. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, it just looked like you did. I was like, I think she's having a moment and she wants to express herself.
0: Some strong opinions, Stacy. Whatever, I whatever have it is. So
4: many questions. We just Please. don't have more time. For-
2: <laughs> well, okay. We do. We do. Go for well, it. Well well, Stacy where Stacy is right now, I believe it is uh, what, two in the morning?
4: I think we're three three th- probably very soon. Oh my gosh,
2: <laughs> where are you in this
0: country of ours?
4: It's two I'm in Edmont, Virginia right now.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> two AM. Oh it's my serious. gosh. Stacy, we're
2: killing you. We're killing you. <laughs> did did you have did you have further questions dana
1: i was waiting for stacy no 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 i like i um no no i'm just i i i'm trying to think anything uh i feel like i learned a lot i didn't have i don't I, i'll say this about me when it comes to religion or spiritual walks i don't really like have a lot of questions because i don't like i feel like everybody's Journey, journey is so intensely personal, and it's so mm-hmm. intensely their own. So like, you know, coming on the show, I didn't realize, you know, that I, I you know, whatever I understood, I, I was thinking we were talking kind of spirituality in general, I didn't know that it would drive in this specific way. And it's been beautiful. But I kind of like I said, for me, it's everything is principle based and not necessarily dogma based. So the short answer to you, to to the for me is that no, I don't have any more questions because I feel like everybody's going to the same place. We're all going to God in whatever form yeah. or whatever we're name. We're going to Mormon heaven, <laughs> obviously. So we're you know okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the planet. I'll take the planet. One. It'll okay. be fine.
3: I'll take I, a I, I, yeah.
4: Um, Go for it, Stacey. Is polygamy something that is pushed upon in the Mormon community, or is it specifically? generally in a particular state
0: where it's legal. Right. So it's nowhere, nowhere is it legal in the United States. Right. Um, so it's not practiced anywhere in the faith, right? Right yeah. now, the church's stance is that if you practice polygamy, you are actually not a member of the faith or you're you're excommunicated, right? So you're sort of kicked out of the herd, as it were, Um. But the church has not come out to say that polygamy is an evil practice, only to say that we do not practice it now as a faith. So that if you were to practice it right now, it would be contrary to what we understand to be God's will at this time. Mm. So that leaves open the possibility, and there's kind of a lot of, uh, I guess, conjecture and theorizing about if it comes back how it would, in what state, um, not just of the 50 United States, but in kind of what form. Um, In Joseph Smith's time, when it was practiced in our modern day, uh, it was only practiced by certain individuals, right? Right. So so people were actually called into polygamy. It was uh, essentially a church calling. It wasn't like a free for all. And there are, you know, depending on how detailed you want to get, there are some theories as to why some of them sound more Mormon kind of apologist than, than true. Um, but some of those theories are that, you know, in the early days of the church, our understanding of heaven and qualifications for heaven were not as clear as they are now. So there was a lot of kind of base covering, right? So it was sort of like, well, just in case... Let's marry all of these women, and then everyone will be eligible for heaven if anything happens, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it was done also because early members of our faith were actually, like, killed off, hunted, and kicked out, right? So, like, Missouri hated Mormons exactly. in, in the 1830s and 1840s. And there was actually, the governor essentially signed an extermination order saying, if you find a Mormon, you have legal authority to kill them on site. No questions asked. It's not murder. You're doing us all a favor. Um, So we ended up leaving Missouri because of that, and that's that's what started our trek west into Utah.
4: Okay. So this is so just to reiterate, if I if I understood correctly, the reason there are fourteen year old brides is to ensure that they may get to heaven, right?
0: In the, in the past, that does not happen within the, the, the faith any longer. Um, but yeah, in the past, yes. And Joseph Smith, there were, there were two kind of general types of marriages that were performed. Some were called for time, and some were called for eternity. And essentially, I mean, to be, you know, frank about it, really it just meant who was Joseph Smith sleeping with? Right. So so you could be married for for time to a 14 year old. But that did not mean that meant essentially Joseph Smith or whoever was married in for time. They're not having marital relations. Right. They're not having sex. They're not having intercourse.
3: Oh, you hope. (laughs)
5: you know that's why i said
0: some of these sound more apologist than maybe it was yeah. reality but i mean i don't believe that joseph smith was a pedophile for instance which is a huge criticism against joseph smith um largely because of these 14 year old brides right and I, as far as i know there's only a record of one being 14 and it was a four time marriage so you know as far as we know the, the idea was that he was not having sex with this woman or with this girl, right? Yeah. Depending on how you want to define it.
2: Right. But it is interesting that you brought up what happened in Missouri because I was going to, you know, I, I knew it got late. It's getting late. But a lot of people don't know that 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 America kind of swept under the rug what happened in Missouri a long time ago. If you All look right. at the history of how Utah became the basically the Mormon haven for not, not a lack of a better word. Yeah. Um. It's it was because they were pushed out through acts of genocide from their state that they started in. That's
4: crazy.
2: By fellow Americans.
4: Yeah. And a lot of people do not
2: understand that.
0: Right. I didn't
4: know that. I didn't. I didn't
2: know that.
0: So Utah, Utah was a territory when the early saints arrived. They essentially, you know, they colonized it. Right. They had their bouts with Native Americans in the area, and when they became a state, a large part of why they became a state. And why politics doesn't really factor into Mormonism as much as it does into other branches of Christianity is because members were assigned a political party, 50-50, because a big part of the reason they were allowed into the union as a state was so they wouldn't throw off the balance that had been struck politically. So one of the deals was, yes, you can become a state if it's 50-50 Republican-Democrat. So there was, there were church meetings where essentially the leader of the congregation would say, great, uh, in order to become a state, everybody on my right is Republican. Everybody on my left, you have to register as a Democrat. You are now Democrats <laughs> and you can't change. That's oh, it. Wow. You can vote however you want, but as far as which party you are registered with, that's the way it has to be so that we can become a state and receive federal aid.
2: Yeah, it, it was, it was, uh, you know, it's almost like in the golden age of Islam in, um, Uh, early Baghdad before it was Baghdad, anybody of any religion or any um, race could live there. But if you weren't Muslim, you had to pay a special tax. There was a special thing that you had to do that the Muslims did not have to do. And that's the same with what happened with the Mormons, is you had to be half this, half this to be a state where that requirement wasn't given to all the other Christian groups. Right. Yeah.
1: They I learned. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so we do not practice or preach polygamy at all anymore it's not if anything it's pushed against right We are not a polygamist faith um, but we you know no leader has disavowed it as a bad practice right it's it's throughout the Old Testament which we accept as scripture uh, it's alluded to in the New Testament through the Old Testament and uh, you know that's a big reason why Joseph Smith, uh, essentially practiced it was because it was in the Old Testament. And he asked, and, you know, Heavenly Father basically told him through Revelation, as we believe, that, yeah, you you should practice it now to kind of take care of these women spiritually, physically, because a lot of the men have been killed, and women don't have all the same ability to make a way in this world. So, you know, yeah. I think there are arguably a lot of uh, reasons. If it, you know, so... But that's the long and short of polygamy for the. They Mormon made a
5: TV thing. show about that on HBO too, actually. It's big with, love, uh, baby. Yeah, Big Love with Bill Paxton. I
1: yeah. have a question.
5: Really good TV show. I'm
1: Is sorry. the Book of Mormon? Um, and, and, well, and two things. Interestingly enough, in in Islam, uh, according to the revelation by Muhammad, that was why they were allowed to take additional wives because they, they you were allowed to take widowers. Um, and and it, and, and even the guy who fell in love with me. It was just because I, even though I think when he met me, had my son's father passed away, actually when he met me, yeah, my son's father had passed away, but we were never, me and my son's father were never married, but I, but I fell into this category of kind of the widowed with this child that needed to be taken care of. So it's interesting to hear. And, but again, the Quran is written, you know, is revealed and written at a time that responded to war and, you know, Mm -hmm. responded to why women were left, you know, without a way to make a way in the world. But is the Book of Mormon different from the Bible? I mean, I assume yes, but I, I don't, like, I, I, when I hear people, like, hear of the, not just the Broadway play, but I'm like, what is the book? What is you guys' book, you know? Yeah, so
0: we have three other books, technically, that we, that we consider scripture along with the Bible. Okay. One is the Book of Mormon, one is the Doctrine and Covenants, and one is the Pearl of Great Price. Um, oh, okay. The Book of Mormon is the most famous one because it's the gold plates that Joseph Smith finds or is led to, depending on, you know, which version of the story you want to believe. Obviously, for the faith, it is that he was led to um, that stemmed from this question that he had and posed uh, to, and to Heavenly Father. Right. Which was which religion should I join? So this is the, the catalyst for uh, the faith being restored. The. Gold plates uh, are a record of the early inhabitants of the American continent, North and South. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, stems from a family in Jerusalem that then travels to the American continent and uh, inhabits the American continent. So it's the story of those that try, you know, that group of essentially Israelites that moved and populated mm-hmm. the American continent. Their relationship with each other and and Heavenly Father. Right. Okay. So that's the Book of Mormon. Um, that's what Joseph Smith translated. While he was translating the book, or, or rather, after he translated the Book of Mormon and kind of restored the church, his uh, first years as prophet or head of the church, um, he had a lot of revelations. And while translating, had some revelations that he wrote down. Those all later became what we call the Doctrine and Covenants, which is a more modern book of scripture. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly Joseph Smith, some of some later prophets, uh, but mostly Joseph Smith. Mm-hmm. Pearl of Great Price is one that gets a lot of flack from historic historians um, mm-hmm. because Joseph Smith claims to have received or purchased papyrus that that contained ancient writings of Abraham mm-hmm. that he translated into what we call the Pearl of Great Price. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been a lot of debate about the uh validity of those records but we accept them as scripture in 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 my faith so it tells the story of abraham you know the abraham with isaac that abraham Mm -hmm. and it tells the story of moses Mm -hmm.
1: thank you that's that's that will be my my question (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: no, this has been great, guys. I know it's getting late. Thank you so much for, you know, enduring it with me. This has been really fun. Um, yeah, I, I think one of the beautiful things about these kind of conversations is that, you know, the two polite, the two topics we should not talk about are religion and politics. Uh, I still don't like talking about politics. I get too involved. It gets too heated. It's not fun. Uh, religion, though, religion, though, I think is still very personal and we need to be respectful of it. Um, and that's why I like having the conversation, because I think we all can find commonality even in the dichotomy. So uh, this has been a beautiful conversation. You guys are great. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you Sam.
4: for having us. <laughs> yes,
0: thank you for having us. We'll have you on, on our show very soon. That'd be great. That'd very be great. Soon. We can address more, more questions maybe when it's not. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Stacey has some more. <laughs> uh, so where can people find your podcast, guys? Is it
2: only on YouTube right now? Anybody, Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Twitch, and uh, wh- where does Periscope go, Stefan? Peris- I'm Periscope still confused Yeah,
5: Periscope is its own thing, but it is uh, owned and run by uh, Twitter. So Twitter oh, yeah. owns Periscope, mm-hmm. and so it's its own entity. But uh, when we go live, we use StreamYard, and the stream... Uh, Once again, once we go live, it goes to YouTube, Therapy of the Absurd, Facebook, Therapy of the Absurd, uh, Twitch, uh, where all the gamers, you know, stream their stuff. And there's some DJs that go on there. We have the show on there. Twitch, uh, under Therapy of the Absurd, and as well as Periscope, under Therapy of the Absurd. So, yeah. Cool. You just search for
2: Therapy of the Absurd, and you can find it Thursdays at Uh, 8. Pacific Pacific time. Not where where Stacy is now.
0: (laughs) Every sweet.
5: Thursday, yes, every Thursday.
0: Okay, uh, why don't you guys send me all of your handles for social media in like the Skype chat and mm-hmm. I'll put them in the show notes for when this goes live. It'll go live probably next Sunday. So,
3: mm-hmm.
0: sweet. All right, thank you guys. Stacy, get yeah. some sleep. Thank
3: you. Thank you. <laughs>